Previously on AFTN. Derek Keneally seems like a, a really good sign for the Whitecaps. Steve got a, a chance to, to chat to him today in his hotel room. So let's bring you Steve, that name. I was I was at home. <laughs> it was over the phone. <laughs> yeah, you're shattering the illusion. Here's Derek Cornelius. <laughs> Ten minutes left. Yeah, but there's still some time. It's not the final score. We need more than the numbers were given. Show us you live and breathe the game. You're more than a name. That's what we came for. We can bring you more than the score. Every story let's take this thing off of the field into the real world away from the number away from the number Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting on CITR Radio 101.9 FM from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful, British Columbia. If you listen to this show in the podcast, this is episode 320. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. And this episode of the AFTN Soccer Show is recorded in front of a live studio audience. The the, dan- the, be- the ballet has... Yeah, and the dancers are back. Yeah. This tap dancing that they're doing this week. Are you sure that's what that was? Well, when opened the door, oh. I heard tap dancing. So I tried that once. Fell in the sink and broke my leg. Anyway, busy week. What, you guys been up to anything exciting before we get into the, the full thing? Steve and me staying off Twitter for the duration of tonight's show. Yeah, not, not taking any live tweets today. No, the, is, the Royal Rumble did not finish by the time we left the house. Oh, is that why I got here before? <laughs> yes. I'd made it up to entrant 18. Oh, okay. Steve had only made it up to entrant 5. Okay. Oh, because he has no oh, idea what the ring is. No, no, I do. No, no, we get the guys keep coming in the ring, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, I remember that. Women come in it now as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, the women's one. I was, uh, I remember that from when I was a child, yeah. Oh, you always refer back to wrestling as childhood stuff. Yeah, that's and what you play for, with Lego. That was, that's what it was for me, yeah. I'm an adult fan of Lego. So it got me thinking... If the three of us entered the Rumble, oh no! Which one of us do you think would last the longest? Some of you all kind of entered like one, two, and three. Who would last? Who'd the last the longest? Steve, I think Steve. Well, He'd be hard to get out of the ring. I think that might be. But, but he's also like uh, he's strong. I think he might be stronger than you and I. Oh yeah, I would do the kind of hiding under the ring thing that I like to do. Oh, I could see you like hurting people in ways you're like not supposed to, probably in in wrestling, like emotionally. That too. Verbally. That too. Oh, just, Verbally, yeah, yeah absolutely. Just, just like the show then, I'm sure we'll come to that. No, but like the cheap shots or hitting the below with the belt or whatever, I don't think they call or it. Or just it. do some chants. Yeah. Or the, you'd have the chair. You'd have like the chair. Do they still do the chair? Oh yes, they do lots of stuff. Yeah. We, we don't have any chant talk this week, although we did find out that Mr. Whitecaps, his favourite chant, <laughs> I was shocked, absolutely shocked. But we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Wait, you're not going to sing it? No. Okay, good. Actually, it's good. You, you should sing. But, busy weekend for me. 
Stephen, we took in a VMSL game on Friday night, and it was an absolute cracker. It was a good, entertaining game. Really, yeah. really good. A lot of guys in that you could see in the CPL this coming season. I shut my wife off for the weekend so I could have a weekend of football and wrestling. So Is Saturday. No, it's not back to Monday. I'm picking her oh. up on the way to training. So she'll be at training on Monday. Oh, okay. That'll be exciting for her. <laughs> but Saturday, back-to-back <clears throat> FA Cup games. Stayed off Twitter as much as I could so I didn't get any spoilers. And what a win for AFC Wimbledon. 4-2 over my other childhood team, West Ham. I thought, will I have any torn sort of allegiances? None whatsoever. So rocking my new AFC Wimbledon top that I got in the sale. Just before Christmas or just after Christmas? Well, it's this year's. Yeah. I have never watched a game where a team has been three goals up and been more shit in my pants than that last half hour of that game. It was just... You just thought West Ham were going to score every single time they had the ball. But great stuff. We're going to have more FA Cup talk NBC Soccer Web headlines. But we're going to kick things off with Whitecaps chat. And wow, what a busy week. We kind of complained a little bit that there hadn't been too much to talk about. We still managed to fill two hours worth of talk, but now I'm thinking we might struggle to get all this fitted into the two hours in tonight's show. So we'll see. We've got some interviews that we did this week that we're going to keep over for the next couple of weeks. So we had promised Nick Dazovich in tonight's show. We've bumped him. He's going to be in next week's show. He is not going to be impressed. It was a good interview. It was very good. It was a very long interview, did you which ed- is why he's now bumped okay. into next week's did you, show. Did you edit it a little bit? No. Oh, okay. You no, know, it's going in totally unedited. No, I didn't mean... I meant, like, questions maybe putting them in different spots. No, no, not okay. at all. But, yeah, Whitecaps were back at it. It's the first week of pre-season training. In the books now, you took in a couple of sessions, although the first one wasn't on the training pitch. The three of us were there on Friday, so that, that was entertaining stuff. Tell us about some of the stuff that, that you saw this week. Anything really stand out or catch your eye? On the pitch itself? Yeah, or just yeah um, I, I would say that the uh, the intensity that was already showing in the first week um, on the on the training pitch on Friday, um, we seemed to really like get people going, give them a little break, and then yeah. get real going again. Day one, it was intense. Like yeah. Day one on the pitch on Tuesday, like his sessions, he said he likes seventy to eighty minute sessions, just hard going, start to finish. That showed the intensity was there, the focus, organisation. Players seem to be loving it as well right now, which is good. He's certainly going to be pushing them hard. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think this is what the club's needed. I was there Monday and and Friday, so very different experiences. (laughs) Monday, it felt like uh, most players were in mid-season form in terms of their uh, engagement with the media. Yes. Um, So everything was kind of normal, though. MDS, yeah, you you enjoy when it's, it's... it's fun listening to a, a new voice, a new perspective. I think, I think the media was kind of enjoying that. Um, Friday on the pitch, uh, I think. Yeah, I agree with you guys. The intensity level, the kind of the intent was good. Uh, perhaps it on the downside, and we know we know it's going to be added to. But you know, it was kind of sparse because not only were the new guys who had already been signed not there, there was guys signed that day. Um, and there was guys who are in camp who weren't even a part of that session. They were either injured or they were off doing other things or w- whatever. And a lot of development guys as well. Just yeah. So it was kind of spar- against the first team. It was kind of sparse. The other highlight, of course, was Jordy Reyna's goal. Yes, which you missed. That's going to be AFTN's <laughs> goal of the season. There was bicycle, right? You said gets the ball, flicks it over Thomas Hassel and goals back to the goal. Bicycle kick in. If he can do that against the defense, that'd be awesome. It's just we should ask uh, Mr. Whitecaps if we get the video of that. 
Oh, yeah, because they've been filming it. Yeah. They should put it out. Yeah. They put out that Jordan Smith goal. Surely they can put out. Jordan Smith scored? Jordan, remember way, like way back when he was in training? No. He just arrived. I kind of blocked him really He's, out of my memory. It was though. from distance on the right side. Anyways, uh, he was best seen from distance. There was cameras. There was a camera. I don't know if it was turned on, but there was a camera. Well, I'm pretty sure it would be turned on. Oh, yeah. There was no point having a camera if it wasn't turned on. Mark DeSantos is, he's going to be a, a good quote this year. You're already getting that from yeah. his early interviews. Monday in particular, a lot of good stuff that he, w- he was kind of bringing out there. There was the Zara quote. Oh, yeah. Which is which is a, a callback here because didn't Robbo talk about Zara's? Zara got his tops in, yeah, in yeah. Zara. He was yeah. asked where he got them from. So some continuity where the coaches shop. He, yeah. I mean, Mark said it was like going to Zara, seeing a pair of jeans at $50 and deciding to pass, which I would as well because nothing wrong, $5 Walmart <laughs> in the States jeans. These have lasted me a couple of years now. Didn't all the media laugh because they're like, how can you get jeans for $50 yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, but some of them drive a Porsche. As we know, when their car got <laughs> was, almost towed away. That was so great. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the things that we, we've learned from training yes. this week. Did you like Don't my... park in the five-minute parking yes, zones that, at UBC. I just love the uh, I just love the uh, the valet parking that they got. Those oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I never offered that before, but I mean, I thought that was great. Yeah. He gave the quote as well, Anthony Blondell is going to hate him. Oh, yeah. So much so he that must. six days later, he's on a plane <laughs> to Chile. But we'll come to that in a later part. Um, I liked his his reply to the question about designated players. What do you mean by designated player? Yes, so I'm, I'm trying to be respectful here. <laughs> Missing out the following words off, but that's an absolutely stupid question you've just asked me. <laughs> he had we're the, all thinking it. He had that quote on uh, Extra Time Radio as well <clears throat> about... Uh, the you, cooking. Yeah, the cooking. Yep. You don't smell... You're in the, you guys are in the living room. You're not seeing what's being cooked. Big fan you, of the You can role. smell it, but you don't know. Big fan of the role. Mr. Whitecaps was enjoying the aroma on Friday, remember? He was, yeah. yes. They've been working this week on a, a lot of things, in particular how they want to be without the ball. A lot of high pressing as well. Some attacking drills we saw. One of which, according to, this is another great Mark DeSantis quote, if the Whitecats can get this drill right, other teams will shit their pants. Right. The, the, the second mention of shitting the pants in the first 10 minutes of the show, that could be the name of this week's episode. There you go. The one drill I like, which I don't know if I've ever seen before, very simple, nothing like, ro- not rocket science or whatever, but the drill they did where they were working at space and movement where there was two teams, the, you know, the two color bibs on the same pitch, and they each had their own ball that they needed to pass and move past. Yeah, move. they're not allowed that in the game, though. No, I know. He's asked, I know, but no. no. But it was, just, no, it was just interesting to see them work their movement and be cognizant of space and, you know, an opponent who's, you know, yeah. N- they're not pressuring you, but it was just a space kind of, space space and shape kind of thing, which was interesting. Um, also, uh, well, g- g- talking about the high press, I just want to go back to one more quote he gave this week on uh, mainstream radio. Uh, he basically said that um, th- they asked him, oh, uh, will you be telling them when to press or th- will they identify? And he goes, well, it's not a PlayStation. I can't press a button. Yes. I, wish, I wish I could press the button and they press, but it, no, they have to figure it out for themselves. I'm not good at those games anyway. I finally, just, we just got FIFA 19 for, for Christmas, Kirk, so we finally opened it up. Oh, I've and- been playing FIFA 94. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, on your game. Yeah. Yes, on well, my new game station. There are so many more buttons to press now. Too many. Yeah. Theo Bear looked like he'd been having a few buttons pressed. He was excellent this week. Didn't even recognize him. Was tall. He has grown. He's huge. I, I was speaking to him on Tuesday when they're doing the headshots, and he's getting his photo taken. I was like, dude, have you grown? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> his feet are still growing. He says he's a size 13 just now, but they're still growing. And, and breaking news, Zach has accepted him as a striker now. 
Fewer, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I don't. Do we need any more? Well, he jo- he was joking with me because I said to him, "Oh, it's between you and Anthony right now for the starting spot." <laughs> now it's just Theo. Just so yeah, looking good. I don't. They don't need to get another one. They got all these midfielders and wingers. They'll yeah, be fine. They'll be just fine. need the one. Some new players were confirmed. Some were expected very soon. We're going to cover them in parts two and three. I think the best way though for us to kind of do the show tonight, we're going to be very fluid. We're just we're going to go through the team from the back line, starting goal, working our way up front. Kind of feels that's how we've maybe been building the team in the, in the last couple of weeks. So, talked about it last week. One of the things I'm looking forward to seeing in training camp is the battle for the number one goalkeeper spot. Zach McMath, Maxime Cripple. To me, I know McMath has got the experience in MLS. I do feel they're coming into this camp on a pretty much level playing field. You could see the hunger from, from Maxime. Uh, it, it is a battle. Uh, I, think if, I think if Zach McMath is or was complacent coming into this, I, I think this week was hopefully a good, you know, not wake-up call, but a yeah, reminder that this is a battle. I don't, I don't think he would have been. The, th- the thing is with Zach McMath, I was looking at his stats and everything, and he's – he had pretty decent stats in Philadelphia. Yes, for a really bad team. He's actually yeah. he. It, it, I don't know. Like I can't tell you like how good that team is with when Zach was in and when Andre Blake came in. But he's got better stats than Andre Blake through their first few seasons. I, and I, then when in Colorado, I think he has better stats than Tim Howard. Even the thing is, though, Stephen, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. This is just my memory, and it's not always the best. But I, I always thought the, the the knock on him was not his stats or some of those problems. It was. Every so often, he would maybe not howler is not the right word, but he would make an error. Yeah, that that but would he cost was, them. But he was a young co- keeper at the time. So did David Usted. Yeah, right. I mean, we can all think of but things I, that he did draw. But, but that's one of the reasons why I think Philadelphia got Blake, and one yeah. of the reasons why they. That's what goalkeepers yeah, do. But I've seen Blake have some howlers too in his first couple of years. Look as at well. Tim Howard, yeah. who's then brought in. He's known for his howlers as well. It's, they, it's just what happens. David Usted's on fire now. Yes, literally, or at least on their squad. It's two young, hungry, fierce goalkeepers, both of them here with the sole purpose that they want to be starters in MLS. Now, it is too far to give any, too early rather, to give anyone the jump. People have talked, as I said about McMath, he had the experience in MLS. He was with Philly, as Steve said, four years in Colorado, only made 31 appearances though in those four years. Three in his first year, then 17, then nine, then two so he hasn't been playing regularly. The three was when Clint Irwin was there. I think he came maybe mid-season. I can't remember mm. what it was. At 17, well, he played the first half of the season. Then Tim Howard, Howard, uh, yeah. Howard came in at, yeah. the, at the June. In July. Yeah, yeah, July. And then after that, it was just whenever Tim Howard would cross the line. And that's when Zach McMath <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Kripos had three MLS starts. Folk might not know that because they think, oh, he's just been a B keeper. But he has played three games for Montreal. He's played four games in the V Cup for Montreal. He's also played a whole season with in the USL with Ottawa Fury and Canadian Championship with him as well. Keeper of the year. And yet, goalkeeper of the year. Against some really strong contenders, especially out in Cincinnati. So... He's been playing a full season, yeah. whereas McMath's a little bit cold. A little cold, but has more experience in MLS. Yes. So that's the that's the thing. Which one's going to be more effective for, for who? But I think they – yeah, experience and all that, they're obviously different histories. But they come in in a preseason kind of on level oh, – I know, level but that, that's the thing. Each has a positive and negative. He had a lot of games in USL. Yeah. He was yeah. didn't have very many games, but he was at the MLS level. So that's going to be where you're going to figure out which one, which is better for who. But, yeah, like you said, it's, it's too early to tell. Oh, yeah. for sure. 
I got a chance to catch up with, with Max this week. Spoke to him on Tuesday. Going to play that interview for you now. Just asking about his journey to Vancouver, his, his hopes for the season. There's a really annoying buzz in the thing as well, because we had to do the interview out in the corridor. Oh. And Andy Rose goes to the toilet halfway through it as well. So <laughs> listen out for that. But here is new Whitecaps goalkeeper, Maxime Cripple. So, Maxim, in, in Vancouver, did you ever think you were going to leave Montreal? You were there since 2010. Does it feel weird to, to be away from there now? No, uh, you know, I, I turned the page when uh, I asked to leave uh, two years, well, last last year, uh, and I went on loan to Ottawa, yeah. but uh, I knew that uh, the, um, the project of Montreal, I was on the sideline, and I wasn't a part of the plan anymore, and I knew that, so I decided to to ask for a trade at that time uh, they sent me on loan and then I'm super happy to be here uh, to, to start this new uh, this new page this new uh, philosophy this new uh, structure of uh, the Whitecaps and to be part of it is great as well because uh, the staff targeted all the players that are here have the, the potential and the quality to make something uh, good We've seen it before with goalkeepers, you just need a chance to play and it's like we've had a number of goalkeepers in the years here in Vancouver and they've had to move on to, to get minutes. Last year in Ottawa seemed to be your big breakout season for you. Mm-hmm. What was it that, that just kind of brought you to the best of your game? Was it just getting this regular minutes? I think there's no uh, there's no secrets. It's about uh, getting your momentum after one, two, three games. You're more and more comfortable, and then you know uh, right away the automatics uh, with, with your teammates as well. So as soon as you get rhythm, uh, you have no fear. You have confidence in yourself, and as soon as you have confidence and uh, there's no doubt in your mind, uh, you just go with it. You go with the flow. It's really uh, easier to go with it. And to be fair, it was more the opportunity to play to to have the confidence of the club to put me the, there last year and uh, to be fair I really enjoyed myself at the end of the day because this is why we all start to play this game is to enjoy it and I had a, I really a, a lot of fun last year by playing but most importantly I think it's minutes momentum uh, rhythm and then the confidence is getting up and since then there's no limits after that you say if- Obviously, you've known him for a long time. And then last year, he was with you when you had your, your USL Goalie of the Year season. Mm-hmm. Here now with you, is that something that you like that? You've got the same goalkeeping coach. You've got a guy that knows you. You talked a little bit about it on Monday. But what is it about him that's kind of brought the best out of your game, do you feel? Uh for real, Youssef has been tremendous about preparing his goalkeepers within uh, uh, all across the roster, number one to number four goalkeeper in the club. He will prepare them and will make sure that everyone gets the right uh, attention uh, training-wise and um, the attention to detail. So if their number one is going to be ready for the weekend, while well, number two will be ready for the weekend as well, but we'll get a little bit more reps and then the third will work really hard and try to get minutes as well with the, either the second team or or uh, the, the fourth as well will be in the same basket as them. But um, it's more about preparing every day, you know, like 
today Monday we prepared the whole body it was more about uh, physically balance and all that stuff tomorrow we'll work harder we'll see crossing it's about covering everything that we'll, we'll see during the game during the week and uh, one, once the, the, the whistle blown you're ready because you, you've seen everything during the, the, week, the week and at the, the high intensity as well with you know with some games we receive uh, maybe one two shots uh, on target and then you have a lot of footwork and then there's some of the crossing as well but you've seen everything because the level and the intensity and training was great Now you're coming to a club where the starting goalkeepers moved on Sometimes you can come to a new club and you're already battling with the number one, but this feels like it's a level, level playing field. Both of you have a chance to, to be this number one. Having something like that pushing you, it's obviously you're going to get on well with Zach and, and mm-hmm. Sean as well, but you want this number one position. For you in pre-season, what do you feel you have to show to grab that number one spot? Um, I think I just have to be myself. Uh, you know, don't complicate things as well, you know, because few uh, players at any sports, uh, they try to do over, uh, they try to do too much to prove themselves, but I have to stick to my personality, my game, which is uh, I have to do the simple things the right way, uh, to be clean, uh, you know what I mean, and to deliver the message to my player that behind, hey, boys, it's solid, so if the ball comes to my end, don't worry, boys, I'll have your back, you know what I mean, so to transfer that confidence to the players up, up in front of me, there's no prices to that. As soon as you know that the behind it's solid, well, it's open-minded to go forward every time because you know it's solid in the back. And um, to be fair, I just want to to prove myself, to prove to the staff as well, to the club, to the city, to the fans that even if um, I've I never been in number one in MLS so far. I can do it, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm there at my state of my on my career. And you have played MLS games, so I mean, you, it's not that you're new to the league. Exactly. What did you find? Like those games you played, did you find there was much of a difference in the level of players to what you'd been used to in say USL? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, it's my seventh year. It's yeah. uh, it's funny to say, but it's my seventh year. I played four MLS games plus. Uh, yeah, three amazing games, four Canada Cup games uh, with Montreal, and then in Ottawa, 35 games plus four uh, in the Canadian yeah. Cup, so a lot of games. But, um, you know, the most important thing about that is uh, being yourself, to be fair with you. It's, uh, it's really coming up to yourself, focus on what you can control, and after that, delivery to, to the boys uh, up front, yeah. And you're coming into a squad where you know a lot of the guys, you've played with them for Canada, you've, you've been in Canadian camps at under-23 at senior team level. From a case of like hitting the ground running, I mean, does it feel like that already? It's early days in training, but does it feel the familiarities there with them? Yeah, definitely feel comfortable right away with uh, with the, uh, the guys. You know, I've known uh, a few guys before that I've, uh, I've played against or, or with, uh, but... Uh, I, and to become a, to come back a little bit on the last question as well, the pace, uh, the thinking, the reaction time, everything is quicker. Uh, the the decision making is a big part of the game uh, nowadays. Plus, uh, with the new system, you have to be really uh, focused in right away because if you skip a beat, well, it's gonna it's gonna appear and you're gonna pay cash. So, um, to be fair, I'm, uh, we have a great group as well, and we saw it today quality. And now it's about getting the information from the outside of uh, how do you want to play with and without the ball defensively, offensively. Gold Cup here, 
Mm-hmm. You've been involved with the, the senior team. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeping position is pretty strong with Canada just now. What, what's your hopes in regard to that for this year? Uh, well, Milan, uh, I've talked to, to the staff and the national team as well. We all know that Milan has established itself a club and national team-wise as the number one. Uh, after that, uh, as a number two, uh, uh, we, we have two or three guys that can play that role. I'm um, included uh, in this, and it's always a competition in training. Um, you know, there's not one one label, number one, number two, number three. It's really three goalkeepers ready to go. But uh, it's true that it's been great in training and in games as well to see Milan performing, uh, learning about themselves as well uh, on game day situation. And uh, about that, it's more about pushing the group up. Uh, if we have a healthy goalkeeper unit, well, the team will be healthy, that's for sure. So it's going to be exciting because there's a new generation with the national team and uh, we're, we're coming on strong. That's good. Thanks so much and good luck this season. Look forward you. to seeing you. Thanks. Max Crapo there. Will anyone beat him to the number one spot? That's what we'll find out in the coming weeks. I, I think you also can't discount the existing relationship he's got with the, the Caps' new goalkeeping coach, well, that's, that's, yeah, Daha, that's for sure, yeah. who seems a real character, and we really want to get him on the on the show and have a, a sit-down with him. But he's, he's as we talked about there, he brought him out of his best season in, yeah. in the USL. He's known him from the Impact Academy days as well. So I think that gives him a bit of a leg up. But... The same goalkeeper coach, I'm sure, recommended Zach McMath as somebody that the White yeah. Caps would do. So you got yeah. it, even though he didn't have a personal relationship, he's definitely on board with Zach McMath, or, they, or else they wouldn't have brought yeah. him either. And Sean Melvin's obviously in the mix as well, but you have to feel it's going to be one of those two. Nice to see Thomas Hassel as well in training camp this week. A lot of things happening in the defence, and we're going to talk more about the defence and the people that's going to be in front of Maxime Cripple or Zach McMath after this. Hi, I'm Mark Dos Santos, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Meet the gang, cause the boys are here, the boys to entertain you. With music and laughter to help you on your way, to raising the rafters with a hey, hey, hey. The songs and sketches and jokes on the new, with us about... You won't feel blue, so meet the gang, cause the boys are here, the boys to entertain you. We are here to make you feel gay, so give us a cheer with a hey, hey, hey. Just gather around and put down your gun, with us about, there's plenty of fun. So meet the gang, cause the boys are here, the boys to entertain you. That's our live studio audience I, I was talking about. <laughs> that was the, the theme tune to 1970s sitcom It Ain't Half Hot Mum. Is there a bad story about why it doesn't exist anymore? No, but like, there is a bad ass- story as to why we're playing it. I'm assuming everybody's dead if it's from the 50s. The, one, of, one of the main oh, actors in it, yeah, why not? Windsor Davies, died this week. Another one taken far too early. He was 88. But... That was a show from my childhood I used to watch. It was set in India, so you'd have liked it, Steve. Yeah. 
The, there was only one Indian character in it, but it was actually a that, white guy with brown face. That totally so maybe makes that sense. was why it was taken yeah, off, actually. Totally, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. No. Um, but like Windsor Davies, he played the Sergeant Major. It's set about... It's during... I think it was... I'm not sure what war it was. After the Second World War, anyway. So this was a, a troop that went to entertain the troops. Oh. So it was like they would like put on shows and skits and, and stuff like that. So he was a Sergeant Major... And he had two catchphrases. One was "lovely boy," and one I, I won't say on the show because we we may get taken off air. But he he was in a number of sitcoms as I was growing up as well. Different and times. It was different times. Different times. That's what I'm thinking Obviously. about calling our second YouTube show now that I've got an idea different for times? two of them. Different times. Oh. <laughs> Is that better for you than pulled off at half time? <clears throat> it's definitely a better title. I will pulled I, off I, I, at different times. <laughs> oh, we can combine them. Oh man, uh, I, I would be worried about the con- the content of the different times. Different times. <laughs> Just got a T-shirt that says "Different Times." <laughs> we'll be demonetized every time we put a video <laughs> up on YouTube. Anyway, <laughs> you're back listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. We're going to talk about some more about the White Cats' defence in this part. We're kind of joking on Monday uh, that players might need to kind of wear little things saying hi my name is just so everyone knew who was who but at least in the defense most of them all know each other either from playing on the team last year or canadian national team i think most of us if not all of us but most of us felt that the defense needed revamped this off season we've talked before it wasn't just the defense midfield as well kind of let them down as things currently stand we've got a new goalkeeper no matter what it's going to be a new centre back. I saw a guy. No I saw a guy on social media today moaning about we don't have a keeper. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's crazy. But- well, I mean, you did have a Van City Buzz article, which, all respect to her who wrote it, she didn't do this headline, and she was asked to do this. She was asked that this was the theme she had to explore. But their headline was, it's time running out for the Whitecaps to sign players. Yeah. No, because the transfer window doesn't open until the middle of February. Yeah, I saw that thing. too. Yeah, that, oh, she, she obviously had nothing to do with it. No, no because they, she, if you, if, she has to write what they ask her to write. If you read the actual article, it's not that as dire as the, no. as the headline, no. Yeah, and she didn't do the headline. But, oh, come on. It's the, like, wait at least the transfer window opens. Like, as we've been talking about this evening, there's still time. There is. I like. I like. Uh, obviously, JJ Adams, friend of the show. Oh yeah. Every time he tweets out an article he wrote, he goes, "I didn't write the headline." Yeah. Every <laughs> single time. <laughs> well, because they they had something similar like that, didn't they? The the province. I, I there was some. Yeah. Oh no, it was it was about one of the future signs. I I love that JJ didn't want to be on Twitter. Now he never seems off. The yeah. Exactly. I told him this was going to happen, which is why he didn't want to go on it to begin with. He's addicted. He's yeah. hooked. He's just got memes coming out every second. Every second. Tweet. Oh, we nearly had our own meme. Of Nick Davidovich. Oh, oh, so close. So close to getting that photo. Can, can we slow. talk about it? We'll so talk about that later. Okay, okay. Um, so back to the defence. As things stand, new goalkeeper, new centre-back, but Jake Norwinski, Brett Levi's look to be the two full-backs with Daniel Henry as the centre-back. Well, I, as things probably stand. I'd say Levi's has some competition. He does. Yeah, because PC is right behind him. And we know Vancouver is a very <laughs> PC-friendly. Yeah. Thing is, all the complaints we get about the show. But if that is the case for the back, the four back line, that's not a lot of change. No. Any concerns around that? Or do you feel like a new centre back, a new goalkeeper is enough to turn this around? No. Along I, with the midfield and front. The, of I think it's the midfield that's going to be the big difference if they are able to work the ball around better and not and protect the back line. Well, the other, I mean, uh, the huge factor in this is the fact that the style of play is changing. 
Yes. Uh, style of play and formation are go- are going to be changing from everything that you know that that has been said. So I think th- that's going to be the big the biggest influence. Yeah. But uh, I think it would be a valid point for people to say I'm a little concerned that there isn't more more new life into the back line. But there are going to be more players coming in. Uh, I think there's some that are unconfirmed. But yeah. Yeah. There's lots of good rumors or yeah. whatever. Some defenders, some more. We'll look at those in part three. Right. I think there's lots of right backs who want to come and play their trip. Well, there's, there's one really, really keen right back that, that wants to come. He's maybe overdone his exuberance a little bit, or rather his agent has. Well, not his fault. No. But one of the key staples of the Whitecaps team and defence is going to be Daniel Henry. One of your favourites. Hmm. He's only 25. He has been a pro since 2010, though, so he is a veteran. He's going to have to take on more of a leadership role this year. Do you feel he's up to that task? I, I do. I really like Daniel. And I got to say, and I know this is going to sound AFTN cliche, but this is one of my favorite interviews coming up. Just because of the one line in it. Hey, one line can make an interview. Yeah. We, we weren't going to speak to Daniel on, on Monday, but Zach asked for him. <laughs> so then we did an interview and then JJ hung around and Har hung around just to, to listen to it as well. So re- let's bring you that for you now. There's a fantastic line in this. Yeah. So, Daniil, back to, to training. How's it feeling to be back? Yeah, it's good. Busy day today. Just kind of doing all this stuff, but I'm more looking forward to tomorrow when we get on the pitch. So, seeing some of the teammates, it's like the first day of school, but no, I'm, I'm over it. I just want to get on the pitch. It's a lot of new faces, a lot of changes. A lot of guys that you're going to know as well that's come into the team and yeah. might be coming into the team. From a, a way of hitting the ground running, it must be good. You've played with Derek Cornelius for the national team. What's that relationship that you've like got him on the playing side? Good player. Honestly, um, a lot of his attributes. It was like a younger me. Um, really humble, ready to work. Um, his situation is a little bit different from the rest of the national team boys on um, whereas most of us came through the academy system and he's been playing in, in Serbia. Um, not a lot of exposure. It'd be really good for him to get over here, um, kind of be around me, myself, and a lot of the other national team boys are here in Vancouver. So no, I think it's a really good move for him. I'm really looking forward to see what he does. Uh, I think the Vancouver fans will be really pleased to see what he can bring to the table. With the national team, I played with him one game and he he has his head on the shoulders. He'll be all right. Two games, right? He played. Have I played two, two games with him? Two clean sheets. Ah, that's games. right. Oh, yeah, same kids too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys are really together. close then. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, what John has implemented so far in the national team with me even being back um, and what he expects, um, you know, it's a bunch of um, guys playing together for the first time in a lot of positions. Um, he's a young center half and he has all the tools to be really great. And me being a little bit more of an experienced one. I can just help him along the way. That's what I wish that I had when I was growing up and um, coming through the youth levels and even in Europe, that I had a older center back that wanted to actually see me do well and kind of put me on their shoulder and taught me the ropes. Looking at the squad just now, does it feel weird for you that you're basically a veteran on this team now? No, I am a vet regardless of what you guys say because that's my eighth season as a professional. Um, I've been around the block, I understand it. Now I want to put all the injury wounds behind me and then really show you guys what I can do. In your eight years as a pro, have you been part of a rebuild of this scale? 
Yeah, and play for Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> shot the reds, what kind of shot is the reality of it, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Um, what what did your what did your off season look like in terms of staying in shape or getting ready for the season? What what is what does that look like for? I spent I spent a lot of my time in Vancouver actually. Um, I stayed here waiting for national team camp to start back up. Um, so I stayed in the training with the the development boys. And then went to Toronto for four weeks, spent a week in Mexico, and then came back here. Um, did a lot of workouts, um, just kind of strength stuff and just making sure that my, my knee's solid and everything is kind of even itself out. Now I just want to get running, get the cardio, and get my lungs feeling that capacity again. And no, I'm really looking forward to what Mark will bring to this team. Mark's talked about he wants the centre-backs to, to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. He told us he, he would like them to be at the halfway line and be able to track back and get forward. Do you feel that suits your style of play perfectly? Yeah, I'm fast enough. Derek is fast enough. Brendan, he looks he looks like a like a good player. Um, it'd be really interesting because whatever the coach wants, we're gonna buy into it because he's the leader of this club. And if you want to play, there's certain things that we're gonna have to come out of our comfort zone. So I'm sure everybody's looking up for it. And I uh, can't get wait to get started. Daniel is a veteran. If you are asked, would you be comfortable being the skipper on this team? Yeah, I've done it as a youth player, right? Uh, I feel like I'm respected by a lot of my teammates, but it's not something I, I'm going to ask for, you know what I mean? If it's brought to me, sure, but I'm not going to ask for it. I feel like I'm respected regardless of my team. Does it feel weird going into training camp and there's a lot of key pieces still not here? Um, yes and no. It's, it's a different preseason, um, but there are players here who can really make a difference. I'm um, really looking forward to see Simon and Theo and Baldissimo. A lot of the younger guys who, who haven't really got opportunity, really good young players, also Canadian, playing with the Canadian um, U20s and U whatever levels. But no, I think that we have a lot of players here already that should be like the, the core of this team. A few pieces when they come will definitely help us. When you look at the Canadians that's been added to the squad and the ones that's here already, obviously a big chunk of that is the defensive unit or the defensive squad for the Canadian national team. Now, I know it doesn't concern you too much. You'll be away at the Gold Cup, hopefully, but then it leaves a big hole here in Vancouver if there's maybe five, six players away with Canada. Do you think that could be an issue in the summer? I'm not even there for thinking it. I'm, right now, I'm in preseason. Um, when it gets to that time, we'll always figure it out. Yeah, I always like to think ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, Daniel Henry. Uh, you obviously you can't see it because this is a radio show slash podcast. But the look in his fa- face when JJ asked him that question was just like it was so hilarious. Like it was hilarious. Yeah. It was if Jordy has the goal of the preseason so far. That to me was the response of the with TFC during all their bad years. He leaves and then they win a championship. <laughs> I knew you were gonna just going to leave it at that. I knew you were going to say that. I, I'm still not not sure about him as being a a main starter for us. Uh, like a regular number one guy week in, week out. I don't think he should be a number one guy. I think he, I still right think... Right now the, he is, I th- Yeah, right now. But I think the Whitecaps need to bring in one more centre-back, whether it's now or in the summer. But, okay, so 
what number is he for you guys? Because are you saying for he's me, below he's Derek? Derek? Uh, no, like no. From, from what we've got just now, he's number one. Yeah, okay. but uh, I would like him as number three. Eventually, I like him. No, I like him to be number two with uh, Derek and the new guy possibly being a uh, three and four. Hmm. But we still need, no matter what, three more centre backs because we only have two officially signed. Although we basically have three now. Yeah. Because if the reports are true, well. His club's already wished him well. It. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Didn't they put out a, a picture where yeah, he was half, half the white strip. Yeah, yeah, half half. So Shinnissing centre back Jasser Kamiri. Colin Elm's not going to like that. He's. <laughs> does he not like Shinnissians? No, no, half he doesn't half. like 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 people oh. talking about other their own players after they leave. He's confirmed that he's heading to Vancouver. His former club, Stad Shinnissian. Bid farewell to him in the stadium and like did a tweet and everything, wishing him well with a graphic of the half and half strip. So he's definitely coming here. We briefly talked about him last week, so we'll go into a little bit more detail. If you Google him, it's very interesting what you find about him. Not a lot. No, he's very new on the scene, yeah. essentially. He's 21 year old, right footed centre back. He's under contract until June 2021, according to Transfer Market. So a fee is going to have to be paid unless this is another loan deal. Take a look at it. Or him. it's a small fee with a sell-on. I think I saw. Re- I think I read in one of the tweets that there is a percentage, a sell-on fee if the Whitecaps sell well, that, him on. That would be the sensible thing for any club yeah. to do now. So I think that, I think that is uh, something. I mean, maybe I, I, I'm telling you this Alfonso's Davy sell really helped them get some reputation oh, probably, and, yeah. and people selling people Because it's off. like, hey, look, we've... And it's it's true. They're going to have big teams watching their, their young talent. Yeah. Again, this doesn't this doesn't say... It uh, doesn't paint the full picture, but the transfer uh, market value for him is like 600000 mm. That's your... Yeah, we talked yeah. about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. He's made 38 career appearances for Stad Chinesien since uh, 2016. Scored three goals. He's been capped at under-21 level by Chinesia. He was a starter at his old club... What is he here? Does he come in as the number two? Does he come in behind Cornelius? I think he's him and Cornelius battling it out. I think uh, initially it'll be if nobody else comes in. Initially it'll be Henry and Cornelius because I think they don't want to push him into the starting lineup immediately because he is coming to a different country and everything. I think eventually he could surpass one of those two. Like these, these two could be the starters if they do just two at the back. These two could be the starters by the summertime. One, one interesting thing I heard come out of MDS's mouth this this week is, as the things build, is that he expects everyone who's going to be in the March <clears throat> March second match day squad to be in in Vancouver and with the team by the LA game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah, it's good, but it's also I, the, the, narrows the window. I saw some YouTube video. I did some YouTube scouting on him when I heard him. He is a very aggressive center back. Um, he'll go flying into tackles. Um, yeah, that goes down well with MLS refs. The highlights showed that he was uh, he, he made most of the tackles. Of course, they're not going to show the ones that he got got a, called a you know <laughs> foul for or whatever. Uh, but he's very aggressive. He seemed to like move the ball up the pitch. He was very good at getting the ball up the pitch over the you know the top of the back line and everything to the forward. So mm-hmm. he seemed like somebody that would fit in with what, what MDS wants. So, yeah, I mean, right now you have to feel apart from like he's coming from North Africa to 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 Vancouver. You ha- also have to feel the chemistry aspect with with Daniel and Derek Cornelius as well. Even though Daniel wasn't really sure how many games he'd actually played with Cornelius, it's two. 
that's going to give Cornelius the, the step up there as well. We definitely need to add at least one more centre-back, possibly two. I would like to see us all going for an experienced guy, yeah. an Andy O'Brien-style guy, yeah. someone that's going to be a leader in the locker room, on the field. Henry talked about having one and being the guy, but I feel we need this older guy, someone in his 30s, not uh, Liam Ridgewell. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go 30s. I would go a little bit younger than that. I would go in his 29. Like 27, 28, maybe the, you know, the young Eric Cotato age. I did like, I know some people can maybe take it as a negative kind of swagger, but I did like when Danielle was just like, when you asked, oh, are you, what is it, you know, you're like one of the veterans because, mm. no, no, you know, all these, everyone's gone. Uh, I like how he was just like, it doesn't matter what you say, what you guys say, I am a veteran. Yeah. I've been playing eight years. I didn't know he listened to this show. <laughs> we do have another centre-back in camp right now, of course. Yes. The draft pick, Brendan McDonough, picked second, 35th overall by the Whitecaps. Whitecaps got their man, MDS said. I genuinely actually believe that that was the guy they highlighted that might be available round about that pick. We got a chance to speak to him on Friday after he'd had his first week of training under his belt. Really nice guy. Quick chat. Yeah. Not 22 minutes this time like Lucas Stoffer. <laughs> Here's what Brendan had to say. So, Brendan, first of all, welcome to Vancouver. You've had first week at training camp under your belt. How have you found basically your your journey from the draft to all this point? Um, it's been great. It's been a really quick ride. Uh, there's not a lot of time in between, but going from the ecstatic feeling of getting selected by such a great club and had a really nice interview with them down at the Combine in Orlando. So hearing my name called for Vancouver, it's, it's the perfect spot for me. And then getting here, I was super excited. And then, and then you got to work hard and put your head down. And these first four days have been intense. And that's what the coaching staff really wants from us this year is this intensity and um, an aggressive nature to our play. So it's been a good first four days. I'm getting used to the speed of play. It's a, it's a really big jump from the college game, of course. So um, getting that under my belt, it feels good. And I'm feeling fresh and looking forward to this next week. Now, when you're at the draft, obviously you're seeing guys getting picked. And when it gets to the second round, you don't know if, you, if you're going or not. Did you have an inkling that Vancouver were maybe going to come in for you or did you expect to go somewhere at least in the second round? I knew that if I dropped to Vancouver that hopefully with how great of an interview that I had with them and the comfortability levels were always there that I felt like I was going to get picked by them. And hearing um, Coach DeSantos reaffirm that I was their guy from from the beginning of the draft was, was great to hear and it was something that I felt and was really appreciative when they picked me. So it was... Of course, it's nerve-wracking when you're sitting there waiting for your name to be called, but um, if I went somewhere else, it may not have been the best fit, and this is the best fit for me among all the teams in the league, so I'm, I'm really happy to have gone 35th to this team. Now, you, you've come to a club as well, which right now there's not a lot of centre-backs here, so you've got a, a great shot at least of, of impressing making the squad. When you're, when you're looking at something like that, you don't want to really go to a club where it's already really strong in centre-back depth. So, I mean, you must feel you've got a good chance if you can impress during this preseason of making the team right um with the current situation there's there's two signed center backs Derek and Doniel and, and they're both super center backs learned a lot Derek's actually younger than me but he's been pro yeah. for, <laughs> he's been a pro for six years now so I have so much to learn from him and Doniel so it feels good knowing that if I if I do my job and I work hard I have a good shot at at, at hopefully making the team so um it just gives me an extra drive to to stay motivated and keep working and not get my head down just because I'm a rookie or a second rounder so um, it, it fuels me that that I have uh, a good chance, or hopefully a good chance, to make the team. So, but you just gotta you gotta work hard. You can't think about that right now. Yeah. You gotta 
you got to do your job in camp and make this team better and, and play the way the coaches want to be played, and, and that's my main focus right now. When you look at your style of play, what, what do you feel you need to work on to, to make this jump now to the pro game? Speed of play, for sure. Uh, I've always thought of myself as a, a ball-playing center back and someone who's comfortable on the ball, but that ball-playing center back in college, you have to be even better in the pros. So my speed of play definitely needs to improve, and then defending in tight areas and playing in tight areas also needs to improve. Um, that's the big things I've noticed from this week. And then um, just not getting your head down after mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen. You're going to give the ball away. And so to keep your confidence going and, and staying at a good level throughout everything, um, that's probably the biggest impact or the biggest thing I've learned this, this first week. So taking the few things that I've learned and, and keep going and hopefully um, progress and become even better and, and help this team even more throughout preseason. Now, Mark's talked about he wants the centre-backs to, to really push forward yeah. and be aggressive and be able to, to get back. Does, does that suit your style of game? Oh, yeah. Uh, I love being aggressive, whether it's with the ball or without the ball. And the way the, the clips he's showing us of Napoli and different teams pressing it, it really gets the guys excited because as a center back, you have a lot of room to, to step, to step in a midfield with the ball or to step on a forward's back. So it allows the position of center back to be a bit more fun and a bit more uh, entertaining. So um, it's an awesome style. It's a really modern style of, of soccer that we have. So uh, I'm excited to, uh, to keep learning. I mean, watching you at training this week, you're very vocal out there. I saw you today, you're organising the back line, and like, even in the scrimmages, a goal goes in, you look disappointed to, to let the goal in. Have you always been a leader? I know you were captain at Georgetown, but it's like, is that something that you've always stepped up to? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's an important quality, being the position that I am as a centre-back, and then gaining the experience at Georgetown, being a two-time captain, it, it really makes you more comfortable in the role, and... and being a leader is so important, being able to organize and you see everything as a center back, know their position has the sight that you have. So it's always been a part of my game. And even though I'm a rookie, I want to make sure that people know who I am as a player. And uh, leadership is definitely a, an important aspect for me. So whether it's pros, whether in college, I'm still going to lead and I'm still going to try to organize the group. And um, it's essential being a center back. Now, uh, you're the grandson of uh, one of the most famous reporters and a pioneer kind of in the field. Yeah. Um, your dad's in American football. You have uncles in basketball and baseball. What brought you to soccer personally? Um, I don't know. I guess I have an older brother that I've always looked up to, and, and he went into soccer, so I thought I would follow him. And to be honest, at first I was terrible. I wasn't good <laughs> at all. Uh, I was sitting on the ground picking picking flowers out of the field. So. Uh, I don't know. I stuck stuck with him. My dad, of course, I was always pushing into sports, and, and he wanted me to go baseball or football, but I, I hated – I didn't hate football, but I thought baseball was the worst. Um, <laughs> but I just kept playing soccer, and then you get to a point where you notice that maybe you can do something, and your first thought is is playing, making varsity, you're going to college, and then you're in college, and you, then you start thinking about the pros. So um, it's, it's always been my main sport. I've stuck with it, but it's been good to learn from my dad and from my uncles who are in different sides of the sports world. Uh, you can always take take good lessons from them, so I'm, a, I'm appreciative of everything they've done for me. Now, your uncles and dad have championship rings yeah. in their sports. Uh, any added pressure in the family to get that ring eventually? <laughs> I guess so. And <laughs> actually, my brother uh, worked for the Eagles last year, so he also has a ring. Oh, okay. So that, that makes it four or five. Okay. So that's that's good. I, it, it gives me a good feeling that hopefully we'll bring something to Vancouver. It's a good omen, I feel like, to bring it to Vancouver and to bring it into soccer. So... So, yeah, I like that. We'll, we'll bring it here. Yeah, that'll be the ideal year for it, 40th anniversary of the, the last yeah. big championship. So. Yeah. so, Brendan McDonough there. Really interesting family he comes from. And you heard it here. We have to sign him 
so that he gets his championship <laughs> ring and it's guaranteeing the Whitecaps win the MLS Cup in the 40th anniversary year. But is it guaranteed this year? Yep. I don't think those guys won it. I don't think that's what, what he meant. No, I, I don't <laughs> think that's how this works. Guar- guaranteed. Take it to the bank. Which bank is that? The AFTN bank. I got a brick bank. We, we've expanded. We've got travel agency. We've got a bank now as well. Send us your money. We'll take good care of it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen anywhere near enough of Brendan McDonough, obviously, to, to know if he has got a chance of making it. Yeah. You have to feel right now he's got a very good shot. Well, MDS said himself that he doesn't have everything that they're looking for, but he's got some stuff, and so if he can develop the other things, then maybe he can be a player down the road. Surely he's... Sorry, unless there's someone in the residency who's ready to be that fourth or fifth center back, surely he has to be a viable option for four or five. If there was a residency kid, I'd say... Or sorry, academy kid, I'd say, yeah, that, that takes priority. I'd say basically, unless he punches Mar DeSantis in the face <laughs> or a teammate, he's got a really good shot of being the Which fifth is not back. unheard of in MLS no, and in, Wake- yeah. in Vancouver. Not with Mark, but with other yeah. other coaches and players. I, he, he seems good from what I saw of him. He was very vocal. He was very organized off the back line. Confident guy. He's been a captain. I wish him well. Anyway, we will be back with a, a look at the forward positions and the midfield positions next after this. Hey, I'm Brett Levi's, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. of the month madness there our last song from them this month that was bed and breakfast man hope you've enjoyed madness i enjoy the window into your musical taste well we, we've week. got a new band of the month coming up for february and is it, is it raging as a machine no no, no. Oh, okay. it's the specials because the oh. specials have a new album coming out on february 1st oh really their first one in umpteen years are we gonna you're gonna skank around in the definitely i like yeah. a bit of skank march we're gonna have art brute Oh, But anyway, that was Madness on CITR Radio, 101.9 FM, the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting from the unceded Muscoan Territory at the University of British Columbia. So we're going to move quickly up the pitch now, which is what Marta Santos wants the, the <laughs> nice, team to do. Nice. Going to start in the midfield. The announcements were coming thick and fast. It was madness, you may say. John Erice? Erice? Erice, Erice is that I what believe. we're going with? I could be wrong, but... He was the first announcement of the week, and, stunningly, that hadn't been leaked out there on Twitter for days beforehand. Yeah, this the, one came out of nowhere. The Caps managed to keep this quiet. Was, I thought it was out there a little bit. It no? was out about an hour before they announced it. Yeah, yeah that's what, okay. Up until that point, no one had heard of him. When they announced it, <laughs> folk looked at him, no one still heard of him. I, I think they did this because they maybe they they decided to do this last second because the the outcry from the supporters of his old team 
uh, was negative for them because yeah. they were very unhappy that he was it, leaving. It's always good, yes, good when sign. you sign a player totally. that the other team's sad to see go. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Atlanta with Brixie. <laughs> he's still got his little baby armadillo Dalton, his little armadillo that he's got. All right. Cute he'll, little thing. He'll enjoy the You heat. saw his armadillo? Mm. Oh, okay. I, th- I think he was on his Instagram, but it's a fa- oh, fascinating okay. story. Next time anyone speaks to Brexit, ask him about his little armadillo. But Johnny Risi, acquired via Tam, who I think is one of the scouts that we've got in Spain. <laughs> 30-year-old Spanish midfielder. He's experienced. He's got over 300 experiences. Experiences. Appearances. appearances. <laughs> and experiences. <laughs> You know what it's like when you're not. No, back. no, no. He's a he's a football player. He's got more than 300 experiences. Oh, probably. He's played in the top two leagues in Spain as well. Spells in Cyprus and Greece, all places I've been. So I'm happy to share our travel adventures. I'll I'll see what he thought of Limassol. If he went to Paphos, did he get up to the mountains in Cyprus? I like Cyprus. Daniel Henry as well. Yes. Mysteriously in Cyprus, doesn't like to talk about it though. Erisi looks to be something that we haven't had a lot of in recent years, it feels. A defensive midfielder that has vision and can play pinpoint passes. Forward pinpoint passes. Almost like a deep-lying playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. DLP. His distribution has been talked up, um, as has been his tenacity. Two-year deal with a one-year option. Interesting stat that came out. Last season, he only missed three matches. Those were the only three matches his team lost. That's a good sign. Talisman. Yeah, you. I mean, that was like the talk of Russell Tybert, uh, you know, during, during all, like last season, right? Whenever he played, they didn't lose. Yes. Or they won, I think, yeah. his first like five, six games. And whenever Christian Teixeira scored, we didn't lose. There you go. So people mm. were calling for those kind of things. So they let him go. <laughs> Where do you see him fitting into the MDS model? In the middle of a three and a four, three, three, which is what we were expecting? Oh. Or... Are we going to see a four-five-man midfield maybe now? Yeah, it could be. It could be four-three. Yeah, four-three-three with him being the pinpoint guy, the right in front of the. At this moment, it feels it feels hard. It feels unlikely that they're they're going to go to three at the back right now. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Well, I don't think. But because like, they don't like have a three-five-two. But that's I think is that's I think his dream. Or sorry, it was mine as well until last year. I think it's MDS's ideal formation. So I think they're going to play four-three-three, right? Yeah. So and I think they're going to play two of those central uh, midfielders deeper, and Arise, you would think will be one of them. Yeah, well, I think I think Arise will be the one that doesn't move up as much, and the, whoever plays alongside him the will six. be the one. He'll be the six. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Where does that leave the likes of Russell Tiber? Where does it leave David, David Norman, Norman yeah. Jr.? There's going to be a lot of games to play. I don't think we have to worry about it. I, I think MDS will be able to get people. The younger players, there's Andy Rose. No, Andy Rose is not young, but the, uh, the oh yeah, Andy Rose is another. The bench players, they, yes. they will get them on there. This is a had this, a chat with Andy Rose this week, which we heard we him ha- flush earlier. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to put on this week's show, so hopefully we'll have him on on next week's show. This is one of the questions we've had from uh, from Twitter tonight. Uh, Kunarad asked, "Are we overloaded in the midfield?" No, not no. yet. Not yet. Is not yet. Not not like where it was last year. No, it's we haven't got seventy games. Right. Although yeah. close, there's five. Yeah. We, we, we've got a couple but, of wingers now. But uh, those, you say four, we have five DMs, but a lot of DMs, those DMs aren't one-dimensional. They have different things to offer in, in those roles. Yes. So there's, there's some, of the, some of these guys can pass. Some of these guys can move up the pitch. Some of these guys can be destroyers. So I don't think – I felt like everybody that played the DM role last year was basically the same player. Steve, you better hope they all can pass. 
Well, the, none of them last year seemed like they could pass. Now, if you remember last week when we talked about football chants, I mentioned the, the Dutch hardcore thrash punk song of the East Fife chant, I Love a Lassie. Oh, yeah, right, we didn't right, yes. sing it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, oh, yes. I can go into No, no, no please. Uh, turns out I've actually played that in a previous podcast. Yeah, I don't know how. But I, I do love a lassie. Lass Bangura. Here in a season loan. He oh. is from Real Valorca. You actually put his name on this time. Yes, I did, unlike <laughs> last week's. We just talked about the mysterious guy. Yeah. We did talk about him last week. Yeah. We were badly needing wingers. MDS described him as explosive. Good on one-on-ones. He's 26 year old. He spent time in La Liga, League One in France. He's a, a Guinea international. And I think I, I, I saw from Twitter that he's the uh, he's an under uh, he's underperformed right now at this point up in his career. Is, is he the guy who everyone on social media was saying like his uh, his fa- fans from his club or whatever were saying he'll enjoy the the bars and the nightlife? Oh. I think that was a Risi. Was that a Risi? Yeah. Oh, okay. I so, found that quite interesting. So, but I think Bagura has Let's been known. To explore your new city. He, he's he's been loaned a number of times. He seems like he plays the first half of the season. Yeah, with his with Raul, and then he'll get loaned out somewhere um, for the rest of the year. I, I th- this is a one year loan, I believe, a full one year loan with an option to buy, or that's what's been yes. so sad about. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting to see if this is the place where he finally finds what he's uh, what he's got, like uh, find, found it on the pitch. Well, it, it was like Toronto's goalkeeper, Bono. He went there and he found what he was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a smart way to go about it. Uh, kind of a bit of an un, uh, unproven player. or an un, His consistency is a bit unproven. And so yeah. his track record isn't great, I guess, in which that is, sense. Which is so, what's been said about a couple of the signings and guys that are meant to be coming, which... Yeah. In itself, is a risk. Yes, but that's not different than the whole MLS era for Vancouver. No, uh, I mean as, uh, some players aside. But uh, so yeah, I think the 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 one year loan option to buy, I think, is is wise. Yeah, but it will be. Yeah, how, how much can he contribute, and how much is he going to play? Is he only going to be able to play on the right side? Can he play on the left? I think when I looked I th- at him last he week, can play he can either play either side. He can play either right. side. As can our other new winger signing. Cheeky little Brazilian that we talked about last week, Lucas Venuto. And he, he, he actually can play anywhere in along that line uh, uh, in the three. He can last play, or Venuto? Venuto. Yeah, yeah. He can play in the middle too if he wants. It was funny. We were at training and we were standing there with Mr. Whitecaps and he's just like, oh, did you guys know about Venuto? And we're like, oh, yeah, we know. He's, he's like, oh, we just, we, we just announced it. And we're like, oh, I didn't grabbed our phones. Well, the day before he tweeted on Instagram that he was on a plane to go somewhere, right. but yeah. he never mentioned where. No, but it was a close shave, but we got him in the end. So, yeah. I mean, that's good. I, I don't see Bangura as the starter. Venuto, I do see coming yeah. in as a starter. 26 goals and 151 career appearances. More, He's more proven. We talked in depth last week about him, so we won't go into to too much about him. He's played with Jordi Reyna in Austria. He knows Reyna. Reina, I got a chance to speak to him very briefly on Monday when he just wandered into the, yeah. the media room, sat down. With the good hair. Was it, yeah. The dreadlocks, yeah. He was a little bit confused as to why he was there. Yeah. He thought he was talking to us, we weren't talking to him. So we, we were just chatting to him. I don't think he did. No, okay. No. Marta Santos did and had a coffee as well. Yes. Hmm. But he says, yeah, he knows him. Described him as a very good player, fast and skillful. So at least he's still got a friend here, Jordy. So that's good. We're... Getting a little bit worried he was going to be Billy No Mates, but he, he's, he's got a friend. Venuto's still only friend. 24, so I see him as a starter, a guy that's got a chance to prove himself, maybe 
get a move back to Europe if he does really well. Yeah, he's 5'5", five five, uh, Bangura's 5'6", so they're both about the same oh, height. I'm going to feel massive when I'm yeah. interviewing these guys, it's great. Maxim Kripo. Yeah, you're concerned about that. tall no, when not, I was talking yeah. to him. You're very concerned about just, that now. He just seemed a little bit bigger than me, and I wouldn't want me as a goalkeeper. Another guy coming in that will be a starter, although maybe not right away, but he's going to certainly be a starter, is Huang and Boom, or Honey Boom seems to be the name that's kind of pronounced. That's that's when it said, when it anyway, said right? really fast when they, he was saying when the uh, commentators were saying oh, his name, Honeyboom. it sounded like Honeyboom. He's, is Honeyboom. he Vancouver's Honey Badger? Oh, Possibly. Twenty-two-year-old yeah. Korean international. Obviously, he's going to appeal to the the big Korean community here. Looking forward to signing session where him and Kirsty Clark sign some jerseys for everyone. That should be lots of good fun. That was so so diabolical. That was yeah ridiculous. But Huang, very highly thought of. Put an article out very late last night. I think it came out about midnight on him. Um, chatted to a guy, Paul Neat. From K League website. Oh, right, right, website. right. Yes, yes. You talk uh, it's an English language website yeah. that covers, yeah. covers yeah. the K League. So, yeah, he's watched the guy since 2015. Very high in him. His club, Dejon Citizen, are very high in him as well and really disappointed on him going, but they know he's a big talent. We've apparently signed him. It's been confirmed in Korea, it's not been confirmed here. We beat out a couple of Bundesliga two sides for him. Yeah. And apparently we've paid 1.8 million transfer fee. And I guarantee there's probably another sell-on fee on that too. Oh, they yeah. definitely, definitely will yeah. be for that. He's more of like an eight, right? He can, He's an attacking can, midfielder. Oh, okay. so he, well, can, he can play a 10 if you if yeah. need him yeah. in a pinch. He, he split his time between being a 10 and an eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he's also played a, a little bit as a, as a defensive midfielder, but he's mostly an attacking midfielder. And some uh, some Korean reporters have mentioned that he's not fully recovered from his knee injury that he had. I think it was last year or something. But he has like been that. over at the Asian it wasn't Cup. it wasn't a major injury, but it was uh, enough to knock him out for a few months. So, but it wasn't anything for like a year. But or he has to have that. a medical coming in. Anyway. Yeah. I, oh just, yeah, he will. I mean, we're we're talking about oh, it's a guy that can come over, do well, represent his league, maybe lead to more players coming over. We said that about Masato Kudo, talking about players that were knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally knocked out yeah. and yes. had a really bad season here and didn't live up to what we were expecting, ended up going back to Japan. I, I hope this works out better. Well, well we had YP Lee and that worked out young, well. Yeah, but let, let me finish. Okay. Like, YP Lee had played in Tottenham. Yes. He's played okay, all gotcha. over the world. Yeah, yeah, right. Tottenham, he played for Dortmund. Huang has never played outside of Korea. Right, right, right. Apart from when he's been with the national teams. He's never played club football outside. MLS is a physical league. He's not used to that physicality. The pace, I've told you he should be good with the pace. But there are some concerns. He's come to a new country. He's English. He's been taking lessons. So still not fluent in it. We're trying to switch from German to English really quickly there. Maybe have to to ease him in gently into the starting lineup. And that's where you have Felipe. Uh, on the roster, and he can definitely play that number ten or role. And you don't need to rush him in. It's like all these new signings, you don't yeah. need to rush. He's him very in. highly thought of. There. What yeah. one point eight million transfer fee? Yep. We don't know his uh, what he's being tagged with. He's designated player, not designated. I player. think he would be. Might I be a he young. Probably he might be, be a young designated DP. player because that was one of Kunrad's other questions on Twitter. Yeah. Is what's what's his age? Uh, like, what's the age limit for a young designated player? Is twenty three and under? So he'd be twenty two. So he'd yeah. be a young designated. But I thought Jodizi said it was twenty five. <laughs> that was for the the white, the white caps, caps internal year because yeah. we're not going to have any problems with that next season. Yeah. Are you okay? And there goes Zach's phone. <laughs> 
That's what happens when you have such a big one. <laughs> it's massive. Thanks for noticing. It's a plus size. Oh, that would make sense. Like the jersey I bought on last year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a t-shirt. That's the word. It's great. Good. Steve's present. We were going to talk about that off the, the top of the show. I just forgot. It sat for a week at Canadian Customs oh. and finally left it on the 23rd. So it is on its way. Next Sunday's show, I guarantee you, you'll have your Christmas present. I feel so bad. Steve, uh, oh, it'll Steve be got, December. So we'll, oh, Steve, got no, Steve got no present this week. It was week. supposed to be December. First week in three or four weeks. I've Christmas got, is in December. I've got Jaffa right? cakes. I can, can I get a kind of confirmation? Christmas is December, right? It's celebrated in December. In December yeah, right, yeah. Well, it depends what culture you come from. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah. If point. you're Scottish and you like the cheap sales in Boxing Day in January, that is kind of when you do your shopping. Sure, yeah, it makes sense. That's why there's Black Friday. Think now. of it as an early Valentine's Day. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Let's look at it that way. Um, so those are the, the players that we know are either here or are going to come in. We've got our 10. Now we just need a striker or three. Especially with Anthony Blondell leaving to go to Chile. Huachipato is how I'm going with it. We kind of talked about them last week because their 21-year-old Canadian right-back, Juan Cordova, really, really, really wants to come to Vancouver, as we were talking about. How badly does he want to come to Vancouver, Michael? So much so that he does an interview on local radio that has not gone down very well with the Whitecaps. The deal's not dead in the water, but my understanding is the Whitecaps wanted him to come to pre-season training camp to get a look at him in person. The agent's like, no, you've got all these tapes, you can see what he can do, he's a Canadian international, so you do the deal. Not sure if it's going ahead. Going the other way, though, to Chile is Anthony Blondell. Now, the two deals were not linked. We kind of alluded to this last week in the show. But the two deals aren't linked, so Blondell can go even if we don't end up with Cordova. There was a stumbling block with Blondell going at one point early in the week in which the Chilean club's valuation of him did not match the Whitecaps' valuation of him. It's a one-year loan deal with an option to buy. The Blondell one. Yeah. yeah. So I believe now that the clubs have come to the, that understanding. They've got the, the figure that they want. So Blondell has gone there. He's free as a bird. <laughs> Go and play his football. But he's still a Vancouver Whitecap, so... Yes, he is. Officially, yes, yeah. He never lived up to what we hoped for. He might come back, you yeah. never know. Had a, a difficult first year, both on and off the pitch. That's all we'll say about that just now. But that does leave Theo Bayer as our, our lone striker. He is up for it. Yeah, I don't I don't know why people are talking about other strikers. Let's just do. Let's have Theo Bayer and we'll... Well, we've been linked, linked with two strikers, but one of those is apparently dead in the water. Which one? The Icelandic oh, right, guy that's yes. at Nantes, Colbian Sigthorsson. And I was told some stuff about him on Saturday from people, someone in Iceland. I'll oh. just I'll just put it that way. Tater? No. Oh. The stuff I was told about him was some off the pitch scrapes he has been in. Oh. Um, well, he would fit in. He would not be a good person to bring here. I do not feel, no. and I do not think his attitude to playing. Would fit in with Mark DeSantis, and and the thing is, is uh, when when it looked like it, it, a French paper or a French somebody in France reported that it was a done deal. Mm. I think it was on a Thursday or Friday, and then I looked him up. Yeah, and then one of the first articles was how la- one year ago 
he refused a, a loan deal to Sweden because he didn't want to play on our artificial turf. And I tweeted that already. Yeah. I, go, I go, is this a Barry Robson situation yeah. again that he doesn't know what turf you is? You tweeted it out. Sixerson saw your tweet and said, wait a minute, they play on turf? I yeah. mean, that was the end of the deal. Yeah, that's that's how I'm spinning the story. <laughs> yeah, I, basically I've heard like his head has been big since his performance at Euro 2016. Yes. Yeah, probably. He's he been knocked out England. with the reserve side. Right. Um, yeah, he's, he seems more <laughs> trouble than he's worth. Frankly, are we going to talk about the other fellow? Oh yeah, we got a tweet about that as yes, well. Yes, we've been linked to the Iranian striker Sardar Azamun. He's currently with Russian side Ruben Kazan. He's currently currently over in the United Arab Emirates with Iran at the Asian Cup. They have a semi-final on Monday, so the time this he, podcast comes, he did out, really well against over. China. Uh, he was uh, very well. He scored the second one. The first one, he, he made a big play where he chased down the a Chinese defender. And then stole the ball and, and, and squared it for... So he set up that first goal and he scored the second. So very, very crucial. Well, the, several top teams are apparently interested in him in Europe. There's a price tag being put on him of around $14 million. Euro. No. No, dollars. dollars. I thought it was euro. Oh, oh, maybe, no. uh, maybe it was euro. I think it was dollars. I think it was dollars yeah, too it was that dollars. I saw. Yeah. If this comes off, I will be stunned. Yes. Very impressed. But stunned. Yeah. This is taking the White Caps in a whole different direction. Discuss. I'll sit down. No, no. You don't. Have to, yeah, it would. It would be. It would be a different. Definitely a different direction than they've gone in the past. Even that they're going with the South Korean uh, gentleman. Gentleman. I'm saying calling the South Korean because I. I don't want to butcher his name. Um, oh yes, because you'll hear when we do our Andy Rose interview. I did mention yeah. to Andy Rose that he referred to another ex sounder as the Colombian. And we're trying to work out what he was going to call Andy. Yeah. What are you going to call Andy? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it w- this would be a new direction. This would be kind of like a, a, a wow. This would be going, I think, above and beyond what people's expectations are. Yes. Which is, again, not... Blowing the Alfonso money in one fell swoop. Which, which would not be what we've come to expect in the MLS era. Uh, that's all we can say about that. We got a tweet from the uh, Dental Damnation. Uh, he asks, if they land Azuman, uh, are you satisfied with Theo as the backup? I, I will give mm, you. I want your response. No, no I no? still okay. want somebody. It doesn't have to be somebody that plays a lot. No, but I need you, you need a proper experience backup. Maybe striker. an MLS experience. One kick, one twist in the turf. You've lost your striker. Yeah, you need another guy. And Theo Tossant Ricketts, I had as an ideal no person, but now he's Lithuania. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, Theo can play other positions, even though he is a he is yeah, a striker. He can um, play it wide. So Dental Damnation says he says yes, just because he can learn with a player of Azuman's class. But I, I think you're right in terms of depth. You you be. We have to think sure. Azuman's then going to go away with Iran as yeah. well. You don't then just want to be left with Theo. But remember, Jordi can play up top if if yep. push came to shove as well. Uh, he, Venuto Venuto can play up. Yeah, top but as he well. can also play in one of those wing positions. Our wide striker position, and like uh, like Mister Whitecap told us that the uh, the way he's going to have it, those three people can inter interchange. Yes, up top. So it uh, made you happy. It made me happy. Yes, because yes. you finally understood what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Still, say we need a striker. Anyway, <laughs> he's twenty four. Nothing's going to happen with him until after the Asian Cup. So that could be Monday evening, Tuesday, or it could be later in the week. 42 goals and 20 assists and 154 career club appearances, according to Transfer Market. That's impressive. Even more so, 
27 goals in 43 appearances for Iran. Yeah. So you're doing that. No matter who you're playing against, that's at international level. That's, he, that's it, good. And he'll have other suitors, obviously, other than Vancouver. So yes. He'll have, he'll have options. Well, he played three games at the World Cup, so yeah. folks going to know him from there. There's been a lot of clubs mentioned that they're after him. Was it not even PSG or something? PSG, I'm not sure. But I, I'll say now, I can't see him coming here. I think this is like fantasy booking land, but... I hope I am wrong. Well, just go back and check the files and see where Greg Anderson booked his last flight. Well, he didn't go through me for this one, so I don't know. Sure. Well, Shocking he did about. go to U- UAE. Oh, wait, well, he was in the UAE. Yeah, and that's where Iran right. was oh, playing. Yeah, oh, double dipping. Oh. You know, he likes Two for to do one. That. Yep. You've seen him in the press box with the little chicken tenders. <laughs> you have? Probably. I think he's vegan. Really? really? Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Final player news. There's a, another little cheeky Brazilian in trial at camp. 22-year-old oh, yeah. DM. We'd say we didn't have enough DMs. Matias Queiroz. Queiroz. Um, Steve and I call him Orange Hill. Um, now, yes. the, now he, he, he is from Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Um, but B. The, B. But when I watched him on, again, I did some YouTube scouting on him. Uh, when I watched him and he was playing for the U20 team, I didn't see him as a DM in those in those highlights. He was not the right guy? Yes. Oh. Because they, they were actually pointing. They had the arrow and the name pointing to him every time. Oh. He was actually pushing up the field and almost always in the final third and in the opposition box. He was always attacking, always scoring goals. So I, I think he, maybe he is a DM, but he's somebody maybe more up the field. That, like, more, more an eight than a more six. More an eight than the six, yeah. So like these videos where there's an arrow with a player. Pro- yeah. Can I get that when I'm doing the UBC games? It would really help me identify yeah, it might be, yeah. Because you're so far away from the action. I hey, think they do it afterwards. I think so. Vancouver uh, would do well to bring as many Brazilians in on trial as possible. Because the last trial list we had Brazilian yeah. that did pretty well for exactly. us. Camilo. He hasn't oh, played I didn't, at a high level. Mention his name. He has been loaned out a lot as well. He's a Brazilian. I think there's going to be a lot of action in the next week. So I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about in next week's show. Final White Cats thing we're just going to talk about in this week's episode the new kit came out yeah what i love it apart from the red numbers on the back so you're not going to get a name anyways if you yeah get you're, just, the, you, ignore the name it's the number yeah oh, but you yeah. get a the blank players are wearing the number oh, i don't gotcha. care about that from okay gotcha yeah, yeah. us wearing it it's like trying to look on the telly trying the, to work out the numbers the, i think it's hard uh, the one question i have we were talking about this the other day i forgot to look at the pictures the red numbers are not from the 79 year, are they? No. They're from like, like the, the 80s. 74 yeah. year. That's, so that's Didn't the 70, 74, they had red numbers too? 74, 74 is a red kit. Oh, red, red kit, right, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of weird that you're doing like a 40th anniversary of the kit, but you're doing different num- different color numbers. But As I, someone pointed out, if I had a white outline around the number, yeah. that would have made it way better. Someone else on Twitter said that the hoop should only have been on the front. But it's not it's a hoop. Not a hoop. It's not, yeah. Now we, they, they had that with Arbutus. They might have. This might have been a compromise with Adidas. We don't know because Adidas, from what we hear, Adidas didn't want to do the hoop at all. Oh really? Yeah. There was some. They had to battle with Adidas to get the hoop. From what I've heard on Twitter, I've seen it, a couple of people posted on Twitter. But here's. Because Adidas if you, controls it. But if you want something made, you can get it made. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying it was bespoke. a massive I'm not right. saying it was a massive battle, but it was they had bespoke. that definitely had to That's get right. Bespoke. Yeah. It's gonna be a big seller. Oh, I love it. I love what they're doing. They'll make up all the money they lost in the raindrops. The triangles, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe you can pick that up for a fiver. Still not sure I'd buy it. Anyway, we'll <laughs> pajamas. Be, we'll be back with some MLS chat and some Canadian Premier League chat after this. Hi, this is Andy Rose, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, 101.9 FM. What was that music, Steve? That was a song called My Type, Oh, which I think, I'm assuming MDS, it has its type for oh. sure. What, what is your type, Steve? Uh, for a striker? No, just in score. general, what's your type? Oh, anything. I'm, oh. I'm open. Be, be, I like aerial. What? Do you really want to know when you say what? Do you really want to know the answer? Do you want to expand on that? Aerial. Aerial. Helvetica a little bit, but mostly aerial. Okay, okay. Um, one quick question from Twitter that we didn't get Did into. Do you think I meant the Little Mermaid? No, I didn't know. I didn't know what you meant. Oh. I, I, when you actually, when, honestly, when you said type, you said aerial. I thought you were talking about like long ball, like football, like that oh, type of stuff. Oh, I do. I like yeah. Route One. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, one other, one other question from Twitter before we go post Whitecaps. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. So Kunarat also asked, "Where are the DPS at?" And then asked if. If we've got any, one's on a plane, we've got any rumors. One's in Iran. In in right. in, in boom is going to be one. Right. So um, young DP, young DP, I think possibly. he should be. So that's one. Yeah. Um, and if we get the Iranian guy, he would have that's to be definitely yeah. a DP. Yeah. And then you save one for the summer. Yeah. It did sound like we were maybe only getting one. Yes. Just now. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, that's the vibe I've been getting from M- MDS the yeah. whole time. One one at at best. Yeah, but if if, if something maybe he wasn't expecting. Um, Azuman to be available, so maybe he, now that he's become available, maybe they have an opening to get him. I don't that. think he has become available. Yeah, it, like it's just people who are going to. If, if we want to pay a lot of money, he'll become available. Exactly. Yeah. No, like I know. What I'm saying is that no, but maybe the, like they didn't realize that the, that the other team would be willing to sell him. Maybe yeah. they just didn't realize yeah. that. Maybe they thought he might wait till the summer, but then maybe who whoever uh, who you say Ruben Kazan he's with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe they ha- need money or something. You don't know what well, actually, what situation they, is, right? They do. They do. So yeah. there you go. So that, that maybe they, they didn't realize that. Maybe they thought they had to wait till summer, and now maybe he comes available sooner. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, Manu would know that. We should ask Manu that because um, he knows the Russian league like that. I can stand. Tweet us, Manu. So Vancouver, as of right now, has no DPS. Let's focus on some clubs from MLS who do have DPS. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go to the MLS news of the week yeah. next. Sure. Just to to keep the flow going with that, and we're gonna start in the east. It's not, not been a lot happening this week, but first question. Have <laughs> FC Cincinnati lost the plot? <laughs> have you, uh, did you, I was did you sh- call up Alan? Oh, I should I was, I was shocked when I saw this. Yeah. Like, I did not... This is a lot. Yeah. They've given up 300,000 in allocation money, 200 in GAM, 100 in TAM, first spot in allocation order, and what do they get back in return? A guy that is not even a regular starter... But it's from Cincinnati, Nick Hagland. That maybe is the reason why then, I guess. The, the, but that's not enough reason to spend that much. The only thing I'll say about, about this that might make some sense if you're Allen and you're Cincinnati is they have a whole bunch of extra funny money to play with. Yeah. As an MLS expansion team, the Vancouver Whitecaps got $1 million extra to a dollar, allocation dollar, gener- g- GAM, uh, as an expansion team, you have to think in 2019. It's more. Cincinnati has more than that. Because their fee, their fee was more too. Yes. Yeah. So, I, so I'm assuming you're right. Probably so I, 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 
it, yes, it does sound a bit crazy based on how we've seen uh, Gam and Tam used in trades already, but we don't. This is MLS. Things it is. Are, I mean, even the top spot in the allocation order is worth an absolute remember, fortune. Remember Raheem Edwards went for so much last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 400, 400? Yeah, something like that. So. Hagland is pl- five years with TFC. Uh, I, 67 games he started. But, but the thing I remember most about Hagland is when the Vancouver went late in the year. Uh, remember that goal late in, this, late in the game when Hagelin was just standing there like a deer caught in headlights yeah. and he just was looking at the ball and didn't move at the all. Two, the 2-1 this I year. I think it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, keeping with TFC, yeah, they had they, they've lost another player. Yeah, the defender. Gregory van der Veel after an altercation with Greg Vanny. Yeah, I heard... Uh, did you? I, did you? No, no, I heard that there might have been fisticuffs involved in this. Yes. And that's why it was, he was sent away. They've they've also, a TFC spokesman has said that they're looking to find him another spot inside or outside MLS. So he's officially done with TFC. He, well, if you, if you punch history. the coach, you're done. I mean. Uh, you're allowed a mistake. What if he missed? Scott, Scott. What if he what if missed? I think you <laughs> swing, swing at the coach. Okay, no. swing at the coach. Okay. But um, they also might lose. There also there's these rumors oh, that Oh, might be yeah. away. Yeah. Well, Saudi Arabia. There's rumors that there's yeah. a Saudi Arabian team that are looking into getting. Yeah. That's that's crazy talk. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's if a big, that, big if that, lead. If that happens, if that happens, it it, it just blows up their team and like yeah. as they're getting ready for the Champions well, that's League. Great. They lost a friendly today to LAFC three one. Yeah, but LAFC is better than them. Yeah. Now, sorry, no, the goats, another, up, up the goats. Another transaction that's going to hurt a team. In my opinion, not Michael's opinion. <laughs> Philadelphia got Aurelian Collian. I like him. I know you like him, but he's old. He can still do a job. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I, I like his I physicality. As, well. as long as he doesn't slap a, a former teammate or something like that. Was he the one? No, he, no, he got one. He was the one that got slapped. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. By Kaka. He's yeah. physical. I like that. It wasn't slapped. It was just a, it was a, a hand, hand to the face yeah, gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from a veteran centre-back he can bring in, although he's not quick enough for NDS's yeah. system. Yeah. New England. They declined the transfer bid from Uruguayan side Nacional for Diego Fagundes. But Fagundes said he wants to leave. We've seen a lot of this right now. Players trying to, like, Albert Ellis, our yeah. good friend. Yeah. Albert Ellis. Forcing Houston's hand, he thought, backfired. He's now stuck with him till at least the summer. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Um, he wants to be in Houston. Diego Fagundes has been at New England for so long. I think he joined when he was 15 or 16. One and of the and he, he can swoop in. And, and he is Uruguayan. He yeah. is Uruguayan yeah. heritage. Yeah. I feel bad for him in that. Big Bucks Atlanta finally have Pity Martinez from River Plate. Yeah. We talked about it in the show last week. 25-year-old well, Argentine he, playmaker. He announced it after they won the well, yeah. is this the Is this the, the advent of the 4DP? It's, it's the new rule, the 4DPs. It's a nice problem to have. You've got Almiron, Barco, Martinez, and now Martinez. Yeah. Maybe maybe they think they'll just confuse them well, by having two of the same name. Um, Amaron is um, oh his agent this week has uh, is starting negotiations with some Italian teams trying to get them to bid on Amaron. So maybe he's not going to England. Maybe he's going to Italy. I don't think he's suited for England. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think he's just suited to want more money. <laughs> well, he's earned. Yeah. In the sort of mood of just sharing. Why don't the Whitecaps take Joseph Martinez off their hands, let them get the three guys? <laughs> like a Ma- a Matthias Laba? Yeah. Matthias and we Laba. promise, I don't, I don't and we promise not to play him me. when we play it. <laughs> yeah. We'll give him a rest. Yep. That seems perfect. 
So he's coming to the West. You can book that now. And it's been a quiet week in the West. But one of Steve's favourites to talk to, yeah, Timmy Timber Howard. Howard. He's announced he's going to retire. He's crossing, come, he's crossing gotta, that line. I want to come this year to your conversation with him. Okay, sure. I actually thought he had retired. But it turns out he hasn't. He's going to retire at the end of the season. Then he wants to get into television and media work. So we'll have him on the show. So this is like his Landon Donovan. Like he'll, I bet you he'll get a bunch of. It's so going to be a Tim Howard goalkeeping trophy. Maybe, but they're also the the all the fair. He's going to have a season long farewell. Like every season, oh, yeah. all that. It's going to be boring. Fans yeah. across North America will be shouting abuse him. <laughs> Not really a lot else exciting though happened in MLS unless I missed anything. I'll bring it up in uh, headlines oh, if okay. there's anything missed. Are you talking about the goats? You ever think about the goats? Yeah, Mark Anthony K. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, great news for LAFC and Canada. Mark Anthony K back in training. Big season ahead for him. Can he come back in and be as effective as he was? Or I kind of hope he's not, and then we get him here. Or losing his assistant coach from last year. Yeah. The guy that believed him. Interrupts he, he has a bad start to the season. He loses his spot. We go in, we swoop him away. He rediscovers his form. Perfect. Yeah. That's in my book. On next year's FIFA The Journey. Ooh. Mark Anthony Kay. Let's move on to the Canadian Premier League, which I'm sure Mark Anthony Kay may end up in in about 10 or 15 years' time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. David Clanikin, your commissioner of the league, he sat down for a, a lengthy chat with Sportsnet's John Molinaro before his Twitter account was hacked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was I was hilarious. wondering what was up with it's that. It's happened before, too, to him, I think. Has it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, he shouldn't just have his password as pasta. Uh. <laughs> One of the things that was revealed... We mentioned that because he, he, he tweets his pictures oh, of food, food a lot. Food yeah. a lot. Yeah. And he's Italian. Yeah. Just started to clarify that. One of the things that he, he revealed is a new roster rule, or a roster rule, because they're all new, new, new roster new rules. To, new to everyone yeah. outside the league, yeah. Clubs must have three Canadian under-21 players... That each get a thousand minutes a season, which seems pretty excessive and a struggle for a club like Halifax. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, I was talking to some of the supporters around the league, and I don't. Most teams have at max two amongst their current signees already. Uh, and then, so what's what's a thousand minutes? That's like eleven games. Eleven games. minute games. Yes. So in a season of twenty-eight, like, Liga MX that's, has done I th- this. I think that's possible to do. Yeah, Liga MX has done this in the past. Something similar, where they've said, okay, if you you have to have so many players underage and they have to play so many minutes, it's it, going to affect the quality of the league, though. Pacific what FC if, are laughing because you've what got if, Baldissimo and Verhoeven that qualify. Yeah. For but what, what and Campbell too? And oh, we, yeah. uh, what what if uh, actually improves the thing because it forces coaches to put these young guys in and instead of uh, relying on veteran players all the time because the coaches tend nope. to rely on older players. Name me one players. good Canadian under twenty one. The only thing you don't Alfonso want is, Davies. I was <laughs> the only I thing thought you, Zach would be right in there. Yeah, well, eighty six minute that was great for him today. Um, <laughs> the only thing you don't want to see is for the players. What what Vancouver experienced? I don't. I can't speak for Montreal or Toronto, but what Vancouver experienced with their USL side, mm. where it became this compla- or Pacific FC as they're known now, <laughs> became complacent because like a bunch of the Canadians knew they had to start because there were so few of them. Yeah, you have to still start six. six yeah, do you have to start six or is it six on the field at start all times? Six. Okay, so you can pull one off at halftime or yeah, maybe. even in the first minute. 
You could, yes. Yeah. Get, but, get them to do our video. But and... do you remember there was that kind of feeling around that yeah. some, of the, some of the guys in WFC2 felt like, I'm playing, and therefore maybe they didn't go as hard in training or whatever. Well, yeah, and then there was a famous incident where Alan took off some of the MLS Canadian guys he had because they weren't trying yes. and got bollocked for it by Gordon Forrest afterwards. So it's little things like that that maybe make a coach think that his future is elsewhere, especially when it's done on the pitch in front of everyone when you're watching. Um, other roster rules that are already known are like the six Canadian starters. And every CPL team must have 50% plus one in terms of Canadian quota. So if you've got a squad of 20, you need to have at least 11, etc, etc. It doesn't look like there's going to be an issue for most of the teams. I do think Halifax, though, are going to struggle to get quality, but they have signed a good deal with Nova Scotia Soccer, which I'm sure will probably be in headlines. Maximum of seven foreign nationals per team as well. Yep. Halifax already have their four Trinidad guys. Yep. So. There's a, maybe Steve took this as Clannick and having a little dig at I don't know if it's a Robo. little dig of Bobo. I just oh, found Bobo. it funny. Um, uh, essentially, okay, I'll, I'll read the quote. I had a great meeting with, uh, he was talking about a meeting with the MLS teams because he said he didn't talk to MLS yet. But he has talked to the MLS teams. He says, I had a great meeting with Montreal Impact owner Joey Saputo. He's somebody who puts his money where his mouth is. Toronto FC President Bill Manning is a great guy. And I know MLSC Chairman Larry Tenemont on a personal level. So I know how passionate he is about the game. I've met with Bobby Leonarduzzi. We need to do, we need to do a more, a spe- sorry, spend more time, do more and spend more time together and talk about the sport in Canada. That was the quote. And that's awkward. Not glowing. That's awkward when you say, oh, this guy's a great guy. This guy's a great guy. And yeah. it's like. Well, I met we, Bobby Leonard too. Yeah, yeah we got we to gotta spend more time together before I can say he's a great guy. Yeah. Well, maybe they haven't spent enough time yeah. together. Yeah. They did meet at the launch because I, I saw them chatting. Pacific FC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot there. Talk of Pacific FC, another week with a number of player additions. And from our point of view, the two main ones, Mark Village, former WFC2 goalkeeper. Leaving his player coaching role at FC Cincinnati, he was involved with the academy there as well, yeah. to come home to BC. Have to think he's probably going to be involved in some kind of coaching capacity there as well. And former residency standout, Noah Verhoeven, heading to the island after his season in the USL. One of the few guys that actually played for Fresno. The Van, Ho- the, the Van Hoven brothers are together. Yeah. <laughs> They're not brothers, right? No. Yeah. Um, you can tell that yeah. by looking at them. Uh, yeah, I thought you might. Okay. Um, one one has an extra O or E in his name. Oh, that's right. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> you, you, uh, he's the only keeper. Mark Village is the only keeper so far signed by Pacific, right? Yes. It sounds right. Yeah. Would you expect him to be the starter? Not just be, not just because of that, obviously, but do you think they're going to bring in anyone else? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I think probably... Anyone else who would you think would challenge and beat him out? I think they might. Okay. Have well, let's let's finish with Verhoeven. That's a good pickup, first of all, for Pacific. Yeah, he was getting rave reviews in the times that he did play with Fresno. It's another top prospect that the Whitecaps have lost. That's something we spoke to Nick Dazovich about, and we'll bring you that in next week's show. They're at least going to get competitive minutes playing for Pacific, and we will probably still hold their MLS rights. So at least there's that. Probably won't lose them to an MLS team. Pacific, I, they're opening themselves up to get called Whitecaps light, I guess. Is that a bad thing, though? It's natural, surely. Well, You're going to get players that come through the 
if you're go- if, if you're, you're keeping yeah, local, if you're going for BC players, the majority of the the, the best BC players came from the, uh, played in the Red Sea, the White Caps, because that's who they were recruiting. So if they're if that's the case, then obviously you are going to be uh, looking at White Caps. I, th- I think I don't, former I don't know if they're going to use all seven international spots. I know I, they're going to use one unless he counts as a domestic. Victor Blasco, he is, he right. is signing with them. Okay. But, okay, so him aside, because he's also been part of the White Caps. But I think how they use those spots will will shape the, the, the final flavoring of that team. Yeah. So if those are strong, difference-making kind of players, then maybe not so much. But, yeah, it, it, there's, no, there's no doubt that people are going to say, well, I mean, right now, every single player that is under contract or been taken in the university draft has a Whitecaps connection, right? There's not one player who's not. No, no, every single one. Yeah. 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 So and Ben Fisk is going to get announced pretty soon as joining them. Benny, Ben as, Ten, man. as was leaked by a local microfitty company, <laughs> who invited Ben Fisk along to do some signing with the kids and said just before he announces that he's signing for Pacific FC in their newsletter. Oh, really? It was yeah. real oh, okay. So, congratulations. We, we had heard about that, but we didn't want to uh, release it before. But it was, if somebody yeah, else breaks it, why not? Someone's done it now. Yeah. So let's, let's put it out there. Talking about the international guys, did you look at the Danish guy I told you about last week, Lurpak? Anyone look at his highlights? No. Check Missed him it. out. Okay, well, check He's him. a little guy, but kind of blows his own trumpet a little bit, but he's, he's good. I'm sure he is. Anyway, that is the CPL chat for now, and we'll be back with more after this. Hi, I'm David Norman, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Welcome back to the last part of the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, 101.9 FM. Wavelength is my favourite part of the show. And this is our final song in a month of songs dedicated to football teams. And it's by a Welsh band. I seem to say that a lot. I don't know what it is. I seem to like a lot of Welsh bands. This is a band called Helen Love. Not Not just a single person. Although there's a girl in it called Helen. And this is... Cardiff City Superstars. Saturday morning and my heart goes boom. Football focus in my living room. It's the end of the summer so it's gotta be another long season in Division 3. I got my blue shirt on from the 70s with the yellow white stripe from the nice long sleeves. So
na 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 stars. I enjoyed that song. Yeah. It took me to my youth. I, I haven't seen you smile that big in a while. <laughs> during wavelength. Yeah, yeah, yeah during wavelength especially. <laughs> banana splits theme. Yeah, I watched that when I was younger. Oh, I yeah. love banana splits. Yeah. Helen Love. Lo-fi glitter pop is what Helen Love play. I've got so many of this stuff on vinyl and I don't have a lot of this stuff on CD. There is... Two other football songs by them that I I need to see if they're on YouTube so I can get them get them on the show. Steve, oh, I can always just bring the vinyl. We do have record players yeah, in our radio station. There's two right there. Yeah. Steve, um, I can't remember. You help me. When was the last time we uh, him, Michael Steve. brought in a, a wavelength song that was that upbeat? Yeah, I don't. They're, recall. they're usually it's so a, depressing. No, the last couple have been fine. Oh, because they've been to a clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but it, it's just the poppiness, I guess. Yeah. Well, I've decided to hold back Football Violence Awareness Month till what? March. Because I thought the season kicks off in March. What about your you hooligan mob? Good, well, we can keep them to March. Next month, I think we might have a mix or we might go back to songs about players. Because I've got two about Bobby Moore and he died in February. So that would be a... A nice thing. Yes. And that song, Cardiff City Superstars, is also our tribute to the tragic tale of oh. Emiliano Salam. Oh, man. Which we're going to be talking about in BC Soccer Web Headlines. BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com, your one-stop site for local, national and international news, stories, features and links. Make it part of your daily routine, morning, noon, and night. BCSoccerWeb.com What's been catching your beautiful beard this week, Steve? Uh, just usually leftovers. Um, <laughs> Sadly true. You should see them in the press box. <laughs> um, the uh, just to, Before we get to that story you talked about right there, I just want to do a quick follow-up on a story we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, PSG has been fined $100,000 euro by League One in a discrimination discrimination case, sorry. Uh, they basically were uh, collecting personal data that showed racial and ethnic origins of individuals that were, they were recruiting into the academy. So they basically been fined 100000 Their academy director, Bertrand uh, Rezo, uh, has also been fined 10000 um, he's the former academy director, but the French prosecutors are still investigating and it could still be, uh, like, uh, like they could be brought to court or essentially yeah. some of these people for this. So, so that was with the, the, the African yeah, Asian players, Asian players, oh, uh, yes. uh, the North Africans, the Africans, uh, in the main area and all over. Uh, so, okay. So getting I back. I think it probably happens quite regularly yeah. though in, oh, yeah. in football. But in France, it's it's uh, illegal, so that's maybe that's and it came out of, with football leaks as well. So mm. uh, so that's where how. Oh, so then they should just be, be calling fair, though. The hackers. The, well, no, I was going to say the fines are like a drop in the ocean. But that's oh, by the okay. league. I know, the, but there'll be bigger fines by the French government. I'm surprised they're not calling for for, for solidarity around fighting hackers. Yeah, there should be like Man City. Um, so uh, getting to that story you're talking about, uh, Emiliano Sala um, basically uh, uh, was coming over from. Nantes uh, in France to Wales to join Cardiff City because they, they had purchased them for a record club fee of uh, 25 million euros. And he came in a small plane with just a pilot. Unfortunately, the, the plane was having troubles. 
it went down. The uh, the um, traffic controllers didn't. It basically went off the radar, and immediately they called the Coast Guard or whoever uh, does this uh, tracking. Oh, the I guess it's the Navy or something like that. They would have called. Well, it'd probably be Did, the is Coast there a Coast Guard, Guard there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so they, they basically called them. They tried to track them down. I think it was a thousand kilometer. Um, uh, area, square area, whatever. And so they weren't able to find it. I think they tried for like two to three days. They couldn't do it at night time, time sometimes because the wind would be really, you know, the English Channel is very strong winds there as yeah. well. So um, it's a very cold. Yeah. Thing. And then after three days, they just called it off. The, the yeah, family it was, was hoping. Thursday. Yeah. The family was hoping they would keep continuing. They felt like they were going to be able to find them. They were fighters and stuff like that. At least the, uh, the family were saying the players. But. In that much cold, no. it's going to be very difficult to survive. No, so no way whatsoever. Absolutely tragic tale. And yeah. some of the stuff that's come out since, there was a the phone call to his phone dad. Called his dad. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. Then there were some text messages that had come out about how this th- this whole thing had come about. Because folk were like, why is he on a small plane? Yeah. One of the players at Cardiff City, his dad had a contact that had a private plane because there was no direct flights from Cardiff to... Anywhere really, because yeah. car if you really go through London, so to kind of speed it up, they did this. They stuff about oh, could he take bags on? And it's like he had to get back by a certain time because the pilot had to go somewhere else after he dropped him off in Cardiff. Just heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, some other news. Uh, David Beckham. Uh, you, we all know he's tr- trying to get that uh, Miami team going, but he has bought a stake in Salford City. Yeah. Uh, and he, and by him buying 10%, it makes the class of 92 majority owners. Um, he joins the Neville brothers, uh, Ryan Giggs, Nicky Budd, Paul Scholes. They own 60% together. Um, a Singapore businessman, Peter Lim, owns 40%. Yeah, they brought him in in their first yeah. year. Yeah. Well, yeah, back in, they, I think it was 2014. So well, I mean, if anyone's watched class of 92. Yeah. There's three series seasons on it and two, two, two is on Netflix. Uh, first two, yeah. I mean, the first I I like the first two best because they're in the lower leagues and you're just seeing what they're doing. Don't and ruin the third one for me. They well, win the FA Cup. I'm I, I'm going to ruin some of it because uh, currently they're in the Nation League, which is fifth tier. Yeah. Uh, they started. They've been promoted three times. Over, uh, since 2014, I believe, and are are point off the top spot, which means an automatic promotion to League Two if they get that. Point. I think o- only if they f- if they finish first is yes. automatic. The, yeah, if yes. they get so, up. Yeah. So one of the things I'll say about this, the, the the one thing, the one only negative thing that stood out to me as I watched the the documentary is, and I think it kind of gets overlooked because of who the, the owners are, uh, who these these six players are or five players originally were. Um, I don't really like how they came in and changed the club colors because they yeah. were orange, right? And they changed it to red. There's that, been a few little things that they've changed. But, that I but they didn't. Ch- they haven't changed the song, the entrance song, which I no. think is a uh, a cover by the Pogues, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it, Dirty Old Town. Yeah, yeah, Dirty Old Town. Yeah, yeah. Ro- Robbo's so favorite band. Yeah. Dirty Old. That's Robbo's favorite band, right? Yeah. The Pogues. I love the Pogues too. Um, so I didn't. I didn't really like that. Plus, I think Salford City uh, fans should come together and fight for fifty plus one. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we're not I like what they've done at the stadium. Yes, they've helped a lot. But it was—it was a great-looking stadium to me. But with their aspirations, you have to change. It. Yeah, and there, there, people are wondering where Salford City is. It's just around Manchester. It's a suburb something. of yeah. Manchester. If you haven't watched the the, go to Netflix. If you're on Netflix, go to Netflix and watch it. It's yeah. worth. It's only like four episodes or like an hour each. It's it's worth it. A FIFA bans at Niger uh, ref Ibrahim Chaibo for multiple 
bribes and fix to fix matches. Um, he was once described by notorious Singaporean match fixer Wilson Raj Puramol as his favorite official. Wow. So if the <laughs> wow. match fixer saying he's your favorite official. Uh, and um, he's also, by Chris Eaton, uh, former FIFA investigative chief, he's been uh, deemed as the most, cor- probably the most corrupt referee of the game has ever seen. Wow. Apparently somebody tweeted out also during the week that Another uh, linesman or something he was with a linesman, and the linesman saw him dump like a, a bag full of money, cash, in a bank uh, to, to deposit essentially. Bank of AFT. So, yeah. So, yeah. Michael's mattress. So, he's, he's, he, there's been so many like references to games that w- w- like handballs were called, and there was nothing, nowhere close to being in the handball. So, yeah, it's interesting to see. Bring on, bring on the VAR. Um, we're talking about the Asian cup earlier. Mm. Um, well, the, one of the semifinals is set, it's UAE versus Qatar. As we talked about before, uh, Qatar has issues with some of the countries in the Middle East. UAE is one of them. So what is, is, um, the head of the Abu Dhabi sports, um, which is the UAE thing, uh, Prince Nahan bin Azad has bought all the tickets to the match. Well, allegedly, yes, you're right. Um, I don't think he's going to be listening to this podcast, though. <laughs> uh, allegedly, he's bought all the sure. tickets to the match to prevent Qatari fans from attending the match. Apparently, today, there was a lineup of uh, uh, where non-Qatari fans were given free tickets. If you're a woman, you didn't have to stand in line. You get to go straight through and get your tickets. FIFA could impose sanctions as they require a number of seats to be set aside for supporters of both teams. A UAE prince is coming for all that money in your mattress. <laughs> the bank, your bank. <laughs> <laughs> FA Cup uh, upset. Oh, oh, oh. What, what a Saturday was so great. T- Sunday was crap. Yeah, you were talking about Wimbledon before. Yes. This was Millwall wait, Everton. Wait, wait, wait. Sunday? There was a, I saw uh, uh, the mighty Crystal Palace. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. That was but a, they're both premier teams. It's oh, not like a yeah. massive upset. So okay. Millwall upset Everton 3-2. Um, what, what is interesting about this one is, obviously, the interesting part, it was a big upset. It was but a the last s- second goal as yes, well. Yes, but the, the tying goal... Um, the goal came off of Millwall defender's arm, wasn't seen by the ref or assistant. Players for Everton asked for VAR. Problem is, this was one of the games that VAR wasn't present. It was only a few games again. We talked about it weeks yeah, before yeah. that, yeah, yeah. was it? It's the same thing here. So, um, yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> so Everton out, Millwall. And they brawled before the game as well. That's not a surprise. Wait, who brawled? Millwall and Everton supporters. Millwall yeah, okay. fans fighting. Yeah, Shocking that, isn't it? Um, the There's a bit of trouble as well at Shrewsbury Wolves. That was another cracking game. Shrewsbury, two goals up. Wolves took it to replay again with a stoppage time goal. My English accent that Michael Michael told me to do it that way. Um, the, uh, Go blow me, governor. Uh, but we have some people who are, you know, part of the the community around the show that'll be really sad about that Crystal Palace match. Slamo is big. Into Spurs, Chris Harrop's big into Spurs. Chris Corgan, I believe, is big into Spurs. I Mark hate Weaver. Spurs. Mark Weaver. Yeah, the the Weaves. As long as they're unhappy, I hate Spurs. <laughs> okay, so next story. Um, we talked about the Royal Rumble before earlier in the uh, earlier in the um, day uh, earlier in the show. Sorry, I should say. Um, well, it kind of is earlier in the day. It's been a long time since we started. Um, there was a, a game today where, or yesterday actually, where wrestling and soccer came together. In the championship, uh, Sheffield United was playing Norwich. Billy Sharp scored two goals. After one of them, he's pulled out a sock with a face on it. Oh, yeah. And put it in his oh. hand. Basically, he put it into, inserting it into a teammate's hand, kind of giving a tribute to uh, hardcore legend Mick Foley, Mr. Socko. 
And then um, Mick Foley saw it, tweeted back to him. He goes, thank you, Billy Sharp 10, at Billy Sharp 10, for single-handedly getting this broken down dude trending. You just passed those near Cosmos greats of my youth, Beckenbauer, Tart, and even Pele as my favorite football ever. I I (laughs) love Billy Sharp. And he is a guy I would bring over. He's a striker. He is getting on a bit now. Yeah, how old is he? I can't. Let me. I'll check that. Is but he better than Hooper? Way better. He <laughs> scored goals everywhere that he's been. What about Kenny Miller? Prime in his prime. In his prime, Kenny Miller was better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, also, not the same Billy Sharp that had a circus. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming so. Uh, some news from North America. Expansion uh, news for MLS. Um, Sacramento Republic added Ron Burkle as lead investor. This guy is a billionaire with a hedge fund. He is also part owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So this might help uh, because they do have Billy a lead. Sharp is 32. Oh, there you go. Oh. So this might help a little bit with Sacramento because they're getting a, a kind of a big money man involved. He's a reseizer. Yeah. Um, the, the, does that not feel like a last ditch kind of like... Well, it's probably just a maybe they just were maybe they've been seeking out somebody as a lead investor for a while, and this will help. Maybe MLS told them you guys need somebody a little bit with more deeper pockets in order to start this. Speaking of deep pockets, uh, Panthers Carolina Panthers owner, which is an NFL team, is in ongoing discussions with MLS with for Charlotte expansion. Uh, David Tepper, mm-hmm. who has eleven 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 billion dollars in value. Uh, Mar- uh, so he's, he said he's still highly interested in MLS and said a team belongs to Charlotte. Michael, you should see if he wants to put any of that money in the AFC. I was bank. just thinking that. Yeah. I, I would rather a team went to Carolina. Oh, really? Just because I've been there. That's nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. You haven't been to Sacramento? No, we're talking about Charlotte. Yeah, we were talking we've about Sacramento. Mo- we've moved on. Yeah, yeah Sacramento earlier. Oh. He, he's saying he prefers Charlotte as I prefer well. Char- I prefer Carolina to Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. With Charlotte's in Carolina. Yeah. I prefer like, Sacramento to both. Charlotte from Ash, though. She was a good guitarist. Okay. Oh, we're going back to music. Gotcha. Um, some MLS transactions that you didn't discuss. Um, uh, Rapids, you talked about uh, Diego Fugundes. Uh, Rapids turned down a $3 million offer for Kellen Acosta mm. um, from an English championship club. The club wasn't mentioned. Do we know how he felt about that? I don't know. No, there wasn't anything. Right? Um, Agent for Kaku, who is a New York Red Bulls player and was uh, famously, uh, Robbo said, do you want to play for me? He said, yes. He goes, no, I can't afford you. Um, six million. Yeah, six million. Transfer fee. Wants to join Club America. Because Robbo's going to Club America? Yeah, maybe. <gasps> but he wants to join Club America and feels that uh, the Red Bulls are putting too much of a high price tag on him and not letting him get there. Um Another story uh, we talked about earlier, David Elstead signs officially with Chicago Fire. Good for David. Yeah, he's now in the same team as Basti. Um, last one is, uh, you mentioned the Nicholas Hagland deal. Mm. Um, they got the first allocation spot uh, in that deal. Um, they are in talks with Terrence Boyd, who is a U.S. national team player. Who I've never heard of. He played mostly in Germany. He's yeah, played most of his Terrence career. Boyd? No. Oh. I don't follow the Germans. He's American. Or are the Americans? <laughs> Some news uh, in Canada. Kevin Gilmore is taking over for Joey Saputo as president of the Montreal Impact. Yeah, Joey Saputo had sent out a press release saying there was going to be a big announcement the next day. And I thought, there's a new cheese coming out. Are they getting (laughs) Orkney cheddar over or something? I'm quite disappointed by this. Well, he's been president since 93. So I guess there is a new big cheese. Yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, Gilmore has had, uh, speaking of cheese, he's been uh, executive roles with Canadians, LA Kings, and uh, Disney. Corporation, so Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh! I mean, this is this is significant for the impact, and but it, again, it's all gonna 
like like most things with Montreal, it's all going to hinge on like what what Joey's role will actually be. Because they've had all kinds of different people in different roles there with different levels of control. Well, he had a he, co- he had a quote about yeah. this uh, today. Our, with our league growing by leaps and bounds, a new expansion, exciting new stadiums, unparalleled growth, we clearly need to strengthen our organization, review and refine its current structure, increase our level of professionalism, which I find funny, uh, and efficiency, and above all, be ready for major transformations that are rapidly sweeping our sport. Yeah. So I'm the professionalism is funny because yes. maybe, maybe now we won't see Saputo running onto the pitch anymore. Um, so, but that's but this, this is a big thing. Oh the yeah, it is. That he's it's massive. That he's saying so publicly that he's going to kind of not be in control the way he wasn't before, and he's giving it to a bit of an outsider to the organization. It's not someone he's related to, yeah. or anything like that. And honestly, this is something that I know people within the Whitecaps feel like Vancouver needs to do. They need. Michael's Michael's getting ready to. Are you really cold, or he's getting ready to leave? Oh, we're nearly finished. Okay, yeah, okay. He um, this is something I think Vancouver could use. Kind of a visionary leader at the top. Yeah, somebody who is close to the top of women's soccer. Christine Sinclair scored her 178th goal in Canada's one 0 win over Norway. She is six off Amy Wambach. I know. How do you Abby, Abby, Abby Wambach. Amy Wambach. Abby. 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 I think it's, he said Amy. It's I like, didn't say Amy. He did say Amy. <laughs> I should not say anything. I was just that a shot to Amy Wambach. That, back. <laughs> that could be next, next week's I'll intro. I'll cut this bit out and just have him yeah. go to Amy. Uh, also, last one. Uh, well, obviously, we talked about Christine Sinclair. Uh, younger, um, hopeful future star. Uh, well, she's kind of already a future star. Future star. She's, she's already a star. kind of star right now. Canadian teenager uh, Jordan Hutema has uh, foregone college mm-hmm. and will be joining, uh, rumored to be joining, not official, PSG. TSS Rovers player. Yeah. Good for good for her, Jordan. Wish her all the best. She needs, she needs to. She needs Sky, to, sky's the limit. She needs to wait till May when she turns eighteen. Um, so she obviously can't join officially yet. And obviously, PSG already has Ashley Lawrence there, so that's a good thing ah. that she has somebody there. And she has had training stints with PSG in the past. Yeah, she played when they were over here. for yeah. some friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think she's also traveled to Paris too to, to train with them. Oh, so have I. So it'll I'll be to train with obviously them. different route than Brody took because Brody went to Duke uh, to play college. But I guess the thing is, if you make enough money initially, you could uh, that'll pay for your college in the future. So you can always come back to it afterwards. True. But that is it for this week's show. So just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. For me, it's at Zachary AM, and I'm a part of the movement Curva Collective. I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFT in Canada, Instagram at AFT in Soccer. Read all our stuff on AFTN.ca. A lot of articles went up in the past week on Whitecaps and the CPL. We've added a lot of new members to the team. Give them a follow on Twitter as well. Next week, we'll be back at 11 o'clock. Podcast will be out on Monday as always. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care and mom the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.